0: Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. Man, why he's down? But I will criticize a man by things he's done. That's that's fair. Go this on. validates my hatred for Kurt Angle, American Hero. You're eh. slandering already. Yes, He no. won a gold medal with a broken neck. For your country. The one that you're in right uh. now. Whatever. However, he was also a drug addict. We knew that. His nickname is Perk Angle. Yeah, but he never even took perks. That's the he, was a Vicodin, ah, the same he was thing. a Vicodin guy. It's the same thing. Same thing. Do you know why he had to leave the WWE? Because uh, Vince Perk, hated him. Perk Angle. No, because he wouldn't go to rehab. They were trying to make him go to rehab, and he was saying no, so he quit.
1: (laughs) Dude, imagine being that addicted. They're like, hey, man, you can stay if you just go to rehab. He's like, I'll just go
2: somewhere else. Honestly, let's be honest. All those dudes are on something. Oh, yeah.
0: But I was astounded by the number of pills you told me he took per day and then bought per month. Yeah, he said he uh, he was at a point where he took 65 pills a day. He so said he would wake up, pop 15, because he would go into withdrawals during his sleep. That's how addicted he was. Naturally, yeah. So he'd pop 15 right off rib. Imagine just waking up and having a little 15-pill cocktail to start the day off. Holy. Yeah. He said he was buying 2700 a month. <clears throat> From where, though? He said he had 12 different doctors that fed 12 different pharmacies and a Mexican contact in Mexico for illegal ones. And he said he had it on his calendar, call this guy this pharmacy, call this guy this pharmacy, call this guy this pharmacy, call Mexico, pick up here. He had it all mapped out and everything. And he said he was to the point where he didn't care about anything else. His I, wife was going to leave him and take his children. That's why he went to rehab. I haven't heard the full episode. I, I didn't watch it yet. But I imagine,
2: and we've seen it I mean, all the time, painkillers kill, pain are like the most Easy thing to get hooked on. If you go in for a surgery, oh, yeah. you pop ten Vicodin. Next thing you know, you're like, "Okay, I kind of like the way these make me feel. I'm going to keep taking them." And they're prescribed to you at first. The next thing you know, you're buying twenty seven hundred a month, and your wife and kids <laughs> might leave you. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> terrible human being.
2: Well, I wouldn't go that <laughs> far. Come on, <laughs> we don't judge a man by his vices.
0: And he clean now, I assume. He is. He's been he sober is. for a long. Doesn't even drink. So, good for him. Uh, what a piece of shit. <laughs> we're, we're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Uh, what a true uh,
1: American hero. Uh, a, yeah. Great oh, recovery story. What a horrible dude.
0: Getting clean for his family.
1: Yeah, dude. yeah I hate that guy. God. I hate that guy.
0: No, I just hate that everyone thinks he was the, such a le- legend in the WWE, but he really wasn't. Dude, but nobody <sighs> thinks that. His nickname is Perk Angle. Honestly, I, I've never heard that until you Neither said it. Neither have I. I think you made that up. Yeah, so he When he was all those
2: guys, go back and watch '80s wrestling. They were all on coke.
1: Yeah.
0: You don't think Randy Savage is just doing lines before a match? Yeah, but they also <sighs> Ooh, were. Oh uh,
2: yeah, brother, give me some of that angel
0: dust. They were also not was actually really there him. for like a year and a half, and claimed legacy. Also, didn't win a gold medal in the Olympics what with Does a broken neck. Matter kind of matters. How many people win gold medals in the Olympics that you don't know of? Uh, hundreds, thousands, exactly yeah, tens of thousands. But I know one. That did with belts. a broken neck, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: also Kurt Angle. Well, with that, go ahead and pull up a chair. Pour up that drink and light that cigar. Because it's time for episode 55 of Sports and Stogies.
0: Camp. Welcome back to Sports and Stogies, everybody. Episode 55. Austin, you had some fun this weekend. I definitely did. It How was a long event? One. It was a long one. I got about
2: three hours of sleep in after getting off Saturday morning. But the event was a huge success. Uh, good turnout for, for both events. Of um, course, I went to Huber. The other one up in Hubbard at Cigaro Lounge. So first of all, thanks to the shop owners, Robbie Graham and then Steve and Jamie at Cigaro for hosting us. Um, we really went all out. I know Robbie had a lot of his own items he put up for the auction, for the raffles, tons of
0: free cigars. I have a correction. Steve, Steve, and Jamie.
2: It is now Steve, Jamie, and Steve up at Cigaro. Stanchy, S- shout out.
0: Steve Squared and Jamie. Ooh, Steve Squared, I like that. Merch? Cigaro, shirts, Steve squared?
2: We'll take 10%. Maybe 20. Shane gets none of it, of course. I'll take half a percent. And that's enough. Why? Because I'm a generous guy. 0. 0.5 is generous? Well, we sell millions of dollars in the ad. Why do I only get 0. 0.5, though?
0: No, no, no. I'll no, take... you're getting
2: zero. Half. Why am I We'll getting... split the half between each other. Well, see, when we went to uh, LLC, you weren't really involved yet, so you got to get some paperwork done there. You guys are not LLC'd. We might be, but you're not. You don't see our books, dude. I know you're not. You don't see our books. You don't see our paperwork. You don't know our lawyers. This is my laptop, dude. I know you're not LLC'd. Well, we want to put our legal documents on our laptop. Why do you think we were only using my laptop? Come on, dude. Get with the program. Either way, yeah, great event on Saturday. Won a couple of raffles. I got this great bottle we'll talk about here in a minute. Got some new decor for the studio. Now my dad went up to Cigarro and won a signed bottle of Horse Soldier by the owners, which he'll be bringing us generously donating to the show um, probably by next week, which I wonder if we should crack that open or not, being a signed bottle.
0: I think you do. I just think you keep the bottle, Definitely keep the bottle, yeah.
2: But it'd be a a waste to to not drink the juice, right?
0: Yeah, you got to drink the juice.
2: See, a good turnout. Uh, we raised a ton of money. Um, we got to hear Morgan's stories again. Got to hear a guy named Michael Deerdorf. I gave his testimony of uh, getting a guide dog and, and saving his life. And then Bengals All-Pro Safety, David Fulcher, was there as well. Big charity guy. I know him and his wife have a thing for multiple sclerosis, which she got diagnosed with like in the 90s when they really didn't know a lot about it. So he still lives locally. A, yeah a lot of humanitarian work. I believe you said he was raffling off. Yeah, he had a lot of raffling for purchase. I mean, he was taking pictures, then he had pictures to sell of him sacking Joe Montana in the Super Bowl. He God. signed footballs. He did give one up to a raffle. I forgot who won that. I'm assuming he donates
0: everything to his... Oh,
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, very transparent. Again, great <clears throat>
0: dude. Stand-up guy. God, could you imagine selling signed pictures of you sacking Joe Montana? Even not in the Super Bowl. <clears> Just period. <clears throat> he, made, he,
2: was, he made a good little joke there. He's like, yeah, great game for me. Not so much for the team, because we <laughs> lost, <laughs> I think he had two sacks in that game. And yeah, getting to sack one of the goats, man, I can't imagine how good that feels. But uh, Espinosa was there, a lot of great sticks, one of which I've got right now. A um, bunch of great deals going on, so yeah, we really closed the year off strong. They're doing one little smaller thing up in Youngstown, I think next month, with Harley Davidson, in which Harley really wants to work with the OCM in a further capacity.
0: That'd be sweet. So maybe come uh, first nice, event
2: next year, one of the raffles is a brand new bike.
0: Or OCM Road Leathers. Whew. Oh, Lord, I'd be all over that. <laughs>
2: um, our big ticket this week, or I guess last week now, was a package of a Remington 1100. Gorgeous. Uh, has an engraving on the wood. And then also it came with a Four Roses basket with two <laughs> bottles of small batch select. Um, a two-ounce silver challenge coin. And I forget what else was in there. But all in all, yeah, a bunch of great raffles. Um, Jake and Courtney came out. We had a lot of guys that weren't in the OCM. Awesome. That came out for the event. Love to see it. Uh, got the exposure. Got to hear, that, again, uh, Michael and uh, Morgan stories. I know uh, Mike was there, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer, his first OCM event of the year, uh, of many to come. See, overall, incredible time. Shout out to the Huber Heights Fire Department, who ran the uh, grill for us. Cooked up a bunch of great burgers and dogs. Queen City sausage for sponsoring. Um, of course, SNS here, we sponsored as always. And I got to give Wolfie his Coolador winning.
0: Yeah. Which he's very excited about. Yeah. Congratulations, Wolfie, for winning the Coolador giveaway. Um, couldn't think of a better, better hands for that to go into. It's in a nice spot. Yeah. Yeah. And probably filled up with nothing but JC
2: Newman already. Yeah. Poor um, self promo. This Friday at Casa Aficionado, Poker Nights are resuming. And then Saturday, the following day, is their big Kentucky Derby-style dress-up event. Um, they'll have football on all day, of course. Ohio State, Notre Dame at 7 o'clock. Luciano Cigars will be there, which is phenomenal. They're really going to blow up soon. But for now, keep it on the DL. I want to get them all for a fair price. But a great little boutique brand. of Incredible smokes. There'll be food there, raffles, giveaways, all kinds of stuff. So come on out to that. I know I'll be there both nights. And both days, I should say. And then, Shane, go ahead and take over our self-promo.
1: So if you don't know, you can find us at Sports and Stogies on Facebook, Instagram, X, uh, Reddit. I'm leaving something out. TikTok, YouTube, um, anywhere you can listen to uh, podcasts. So Spotify, Amazon, Google, uh,
2: Apple Podcasts. And that should be it, right? And, of course, if you have any fan questions, ideally, email them to gmail at sportsandstokies at gmail.com.
0: But feel free to comment on our posts. Uh, we have our episode promotional posts every week. We will. We read all the comments. Um, if you want to post your fan question there, we'll give a brief sneak peek to an answer before we elaborate fully on the show. Um Just a fun way for us to interact with you guys. That's why we do it. Uh, And it brings things to our attention that maybe we haven't quite thought of yet. It's a fact. Uh, Like this week's are two very good questions. Uh, One of them I've been thinking about a lot, but the other one I have not really put any thought into at all. Before we get there,
2: some more real quick promo. Want to give a shout-out to our boy Matt Gordon. Go check him out at Gordon's Leather on Facebook. Um, Right now he's currently going to make us two cigar cases. Handmade, quality leather, this guy knows what he's doing. He asked and. me, What kind of leather do you want? What kind of vibe do you want? What kind of finish? Firstly, I said, I even know what I wanted at first. Like, he makes wallets, bags, satchels, all that. I'm like, Hey, man, I wanted something commissioned here. Well, what, any ideas you got? He thought about it, threw me like four things. I mentioned a cigar case, like a little travel case. Said, That'd be perfect. Hook us up, make, make something for us, and let me know how much I got to send you. And that should be here. I mean, who knows? I said, Take your time. We're in no rush. About a month, two months should be here in studio,
0: and you will see them on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere when we have them. Everywhere, uh, maybe even a YouTube short. Get on that. <laughs> just yeah, you've got you've got your uh, TikTok, niche quick YouTube short planned out. That um, I need drastic help with because I'm out of ideas for it. Already.
2: Well, you know that's why we're here. We're <laughs> a team. I'll probably stick with just baseball stuff until the postseason ends, at least.
0: I also want to. Do more cigar stuff just when I'm out in that. the garage. yeah. Uh, bourbon stuff, for sure, when I get more of a collection. I'll just wait till, uh <laughs> after two weeks from now. Uh, but, yeah, all that stuff coming. Uh, I think my garage will be great for TikToks. It's, oh, it's a perfect studio. Yeah. Not super sporty, but we're getting there. Super nerdy right now. There's a nice mix of sports and nerds. And let's be honest.
2: As much stuff as we know about sports, it's pretty nerdy.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, when I'm playing grid sometimes, and I pull out a guy that's like 0.2%, I'm like, "Ah, I shouldn't know that. (laughs) Why do I know that? That is true. Now, with that, Cam, what are you smoking on this evening?
0: I have the Castelli Modella. So, I know
2: nothing about that. It was the uh, entrance stick at the event at Stogie's.
0: Looks like a good burn so far. It is. It's a phenomenal burn. Uh, it is a Nicaraguan-made cigar with an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Uh, the company itself is called Castelli Cigar Co. I've never had any cigars from them before. Yeah, I'm not familiar in the least. Uh, very good so far. Uh, getting a lot of uh, like a graham cracker caramel off the forefront here, uh, with some cedar creaminess in the background. Uh, all the natural flavors are kind of. In the background and not the forefront, which is different. Uh, but so far, so good. I'm about halfway through the first third here. And yeah, it's good. Draw's good. Smoke production is good. The burn's good. The flavor's good. It looks very well made. The wrapper looks pretty seamless. Yeah, it's a f- beautifully made cigar. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to see how this uh, transitions. Throughout. Yeah, don't know what it
2: goes for. I assume probably under 10 bucks if it was a giveaway stick. But I definitely uh, will keep my eyes peeled for that. And for the first time in quite a while, yeah. Captain Shane lighting one up tonight. Smoking on a Buffalo 10 Maduro. Shout out to Tip Top Smoke Emporium that carries these in five packs of only $24. Great budget stick. Shane, what are your first impressions? I mean, I if you would have told me this was like a $12 stick, I'd probably
1: believe you. Um, so far, super earthy. I really can't put my finger on what I'm tasting, but you can tell it's something like
0: natural, gritty. Yes. Yeah. It's not like a dessert stick. I've only had one so far. Really enjoyed mine. And you have that a lot with Maduro's, too. I know you're normally a Connecticut guy. Yeah. But uh, the darker flavors come out in Maduro. Uh, Try to find some, like, dark chocolate. Usually you can find that in there pretty well. Okay. Just be on the lookout. And then tonight I've got the Knuckle Sandwich Chef's Special.
2: Limited edition. of course, the Knuckle Sandwich is Guy Fieri's line with Espinosa. Um, there was one of the raffles there, a signed copy of Cigar Aficionado with Guy on the cover. Signed by him. But uh, this is a great stick. This is a 65 by 52 Figurato, so perfecto tip, lit with matches. Burning great so far. Um, absolutely gorgeous, perfect wrapper. I mean, seamless, oily, rich, great mouthfeel. Burns started off a little bit wonky with the perfecto tip and the match. Kind of my own fault. Usually how that But uh, even up quick. Great draw. Great smoke production. Flavor-wise, you have to get in that, like, the darker cocoa bean influence. And then heavy leather and earth, which is typical Maduro. And a slight kind of citrus there at the end, like, like a burnt orange peel almost. Uh, but so far, phenomenal. And one of my favorite bands as well. Uh, the Knuckle Sandwich with the the skull on there. Tough to beat. And I want to see how it progresses here as we burn through the second and final third. And Sipwise, not on the board, but one I've been looking for for quite a while. We've got Henry McKenna Tenure. It's single barrel, bottled in bond, 100 proof. It was the last bottle in that raffle. There was like six or seven bottles. The guy before me took the Blantons, thank God, because I really wanted this McKenna. Cam, your first impressions? That's good juice. Oh, man on the nose i actually get a lot of rice spice it, it's uh, a
0: lot of cinnamon you definitely get some some spice uh it lingers the spice lingers for a while probably uh, sip it's it's very good
2: yeah very nice oily mouthfeel. not very hot would you just drop there my phone okay no no harm done A little butterscotch, a little vanilla. Yeah, a little spicier than I expected. The mash bill is 75% corn, only 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. But fantastic juice. I'm a big fan so far. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Uh, This kind of came on the scene, I think, in like 2018, 2019. I think it won like bourbon of the year, exploded, and now you really can't find it around here, at least, not that I've seen. I think on the secondary, it typically goes for like 80, 90, maybe 100 bucks. But to win it in a raffle is a, a great prize. Yeah, nice long finish too. Yeah, it's uh, definitely it's, lives up to the hype. It's really good. I was stoked for this. I almost opened it last night when I smoked, but I had to wait for the show. Glad you did it. And again, we'll see how that opens up as we uh, as we go through the show here. With that, we have two
0: fan questions tonight. Thoughts, Shane? I know you're not a uh, used to the hundred proof like we are. I'm not, so it's definitely a lot. Like. Hotter, right off the bat. There's
2: definitely no SoCo influence here.
1: No, none at all. <clears throat> but it is a lot sweeter than I thought it was going to be. I, I, my palate's not there yet, but I do really like that. It's good. It is good.
0: I've tried <clears throat> to sip nice stuff with you, and you just can't do it. So now maybe we can uh, start breaking you in. Well, I had some of that new riff last weekend. Uh, Yeah, you put a couple ice cubes in there, though. I did. Cool it down a little bit. That's fine. Which is cool for a beginner. Again, the best way to
2: drink is drink what you like the way you like it. Yeah. I prefer neat room temperature. Some guys prefer on ice. Some guys prefer cocktails. Some guys prefer SoCo straight at the bottle. You know, I get it. I don't prefer that. It's definitely (laughs) just what was given to me. Allegedly. I get a lot more fruitiness on the second sip. Yeah? Yeah. A little floral, but definitely a fruity balanced, and pretty complex overall. It's, uh, yeah, it's very good. Now That's with that, I'm going to throw the fan cue to Shane to take off first. Of the 0-2 teams in the NFL, who are you most and least worried about? Let me take a look at the 0-2 teams.
0: Ah, no prep done. Cam, want to go ahead and fire that one off? <clears throat> um, most worried about is probably the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they started out 0-2 last year. But there's a big difference from the last year and this year. Uh, Burrow re-aggravated his calf injury, allegedly, which we'll cover that in the uh, s and IR. But they just have not, it's not even the offense not clicking, it's the offense not offensing. I think I heard like 65% of their drives have been three and outs. Yeah.
2: They are this is not, the Bengals' offense, a top-notch offense. They are
0: not throwing the ball downfield. They are not getting the run game going. They're just throwing out routes. It is not looking good. Uh, and I get it. Slow starts happen. And they looked better in the second half. They actually started throwing over the middle of the field. Uh, but the play calling has been not great. The scheming overall has seemed very sloppy. Um, and then losing a pair of division
2: games to kick the year it's off. It's tough. Tough to come back from.
0: And again, with Burrow maybe sitting out a couple weeks, no time, even more time it's going to take for the offense to start firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I'm definitely
2: worried about them, but I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Um, starting off 0-2, had a nice 21-3 lead. Things looked good. Offense was moving, and then second half came, and they completely dropped off. Uh, Defense looked rough. Maybe Sean Payton isn't quite the miracle worker we think he is, but also a lot of dissent between him and Russ. Uh, Even seeing it on the sidelines, like when they call that last time out there to put a drive together, normally you see your head coach, OCO, quarterback, huddled up. Uh, Payton turned his back to Russ, wasn't even listening to him. Rumor is he wants Russ gone, which maybe after this year, that will end up going down that way. I don't know if they'll get What, just release him and take the cap hit? Yeah, take that hit. You would have to because nobody's going to trade for that contract. No. But there is hope there because, again, the first half they did look very good. Looked like the Broncos of old, the Russ of old. They have the weapons. I thought they had the defense, but Washington really cut them up in the second half. So 0-2 in a tough, tough division. More cause for concern there. Now, Shane, do you have your pick? I mean, Cam kind of took mine. The
1: Bengals just look Why I didn't take yours. You no. didn't have one. <laughs> I know, but I, now that I'm scrolling through everyone, if it's not the Bengals, it's probably the Texans. Because, I mean, starting off, we knew that they were not going to be the best, but they added a lot of pieces, and I personally thought they'd be a lot better than they are. And offensively, they're just not getting the job done.
2: Okay. Okay. But,
0: that's, that's a little kind of a spicy take. I mean, game one, offensively, they struggled. They did. They looked but. a lot better offensively. Game two, uh, they've had a two. They've had a tough start too. Think, yeah, my thing. I'm not. I'm not worried about them
2: because I mean they had no expectations. Just come in, let Stroud play. Maybe you win four, five, six games. Cool. But overall, I mean, I don't think there's anything to to really worry about. Maybe there. Shane
0: was really high on the Texans. I
2: mean, I was pretty high. Well, no,
1: you were. You were not super high, but I thought they'd go like. He was high enough, dude. Seven and or seven and ten. This dude was token on the uh, Texans. No. Now, the 0 <laughs> 2 team
2: that you're least concerned about, you guys already know mine, of course. Chargers? Uh, yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, they're going to be fine. I think. Um, I they think will be. We're... However, Staley is maybe the worst coach in the entire league. That's show consensus, by the defense, way, is the Chargers. Yeah, that should be pretty obvious. Uh, defense is trash. A lot of big names, but they're not performing. They're all older. Khalil Mack is non-existent. But, yes, they're still going to win 11 games or so, probably still make the playoffs. Two tough losses against two good teams. Miami's, I think... Probably the best close team the league battles. right now. And they yeah, have been in the game. They're going to score. Offense looks great. Lost to Tennessee without Eckler in overtime. Again, they should have won, yes. But, uh, yeah, when your defense is that bad, you make Ryan Tannehill look like Pat Mahomes. Staley, he can't be there next year. It's tough. can Um Yeah, other 0-2 teams They like the Bears, expected. Um, Pats actually look pretty good. They've looked good in their two losses. Been in actually. two close games against two very good teams. Yeah. Um, Could have won both games. Probably should have won both games if things went a little differently. Other than that, yeah, they touch on the Bengals. Monday night, uh, Carolina, same thing. No expectations there. Although Bryce Young did look exceptionally bad against, albeit a very good defense in New Orleans. But overall, yeah, those are the kind of teams that after two weird weeks overall, really across the board, I think once by week five, you kind of know what you're looking at, you know, where teams should be. But uh, I'll let Shane hopefully take the lead here on this next question. Are the Bucks actual division contenders?
0: Starting off 2-0. Baker looking pretty Baker good. Baker looks pretty good. Keep in mind their division.
1: Yeah. I mean, they'll probably win the division going 8-9. So, yeah. The way it's looking, and then I hear that Baker's reading defensive plays, like, under snap which is crazy because usually that's like your third-string quarterback sitting on the sideline doing. It They look good.
2: Turns out, uh, just <clears throat> throw the ball to Mike Evans. Yeah, it works. <laughs> He'll make It play. does work. Uh, the O-line looked much better. Rashad White looked very good. That was really my biggest concern with them was the terrible O-line play.
0: I am rooting for him. I loved Baker. Of course, I yeah. wish we never got rid of him.
2: Yeah, dude's a gamer.
0: Uh, I was a proponent of Baker even in his injured season, making all the excuses I could for him. Rightfully so. Uh, you can't force a guy to play hurt and then get rid of him for it. Play hurt with like, what, three different injuries too? Yeah. And basically no shoulder. Uh, now we're seeing back to what we're used to seeing out of Baker Mayfield in his rookie year and sophomore year when he took us his sophomore year to the playoffs. Um... In his rookie year when he ended our drought of eighteen and, or oh and eighteen. Uh 0 and nineteen maybe. I was at that game against uh, the Houston Texans. Hell yeah. When Tyrod Taylor came out, got benched for Baker Mayfield. I was there. Uh, but yeah, that might help like with how much I love the dude. But uh I still have my Baker jersey. I'll never get rid of it.
2: Now nah, it's a keeper, man. And I think Baker might end up being this generation's Ryan Fitzpatrick. A guy's not really quite a pro bowler, but going to put up numbers, going to win games. Hopefully he stays put in Tampa until his, hell, career's over. Why not? But uh, definitely, yeah, kind of a journeyman guy that's going to be reliable, great clubhouse
0: dude, fiery, good to see him succeed. Get out there and plant some more flags this year, Baker. Do and us all a think, favor.
2: Uh, let's see who they have this week. Again, week division overall. On Sunday, they are going to... Actually, they played Monday night. They, they host. Yeah, they host yeah. the Eagles. Yeah. Monday night. Primetime, Baker. Spotlight. We'll Maybe see. sneak off a little upset here, because Philly's not looked like last year's Philly so far. They have not. Which, again, we'll touch on later. I'm so excited for the new segment. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not really new. It's a new title on it. I think it's great. But let's go to the news first. A couple of headlines here. Uh, Let's talk Gillette Stadium, I guess. Yeah, get the bad news out of the way. Um, A fan was actually killed at the game on Sunday night. Uh, Pat's fan was punched by a Dolphins fan. I'm not sure if it was during the game, post-game. But uh, I think it was 53, was punched, knocked out, and never woke back up. That is insane. I would assume... There will be some kind of criminal charges pressed, if not anything, maybe like manslaughter. Something. But yeah, really unfortunate. Of course, I, mean, I don't think there's any intention to kill the guy. Just bad luck. But there's been a of lot of fights this year, man. And look, I've only been to one NFL game. it was the one in Cleveland. Kind of a rowdy crowd. No fights. But no, there's really no situation in which you should be getting into a, an actual fight with an opposing fan. No, it's just not worth it. Like, I know in Philly, you're going to get that. In Pittsburgh, you're going to get that. They're just rabid on a different level, but man, there's really no excuse. Drunk or not. New England and Miami? What's going on there? In New England? I mean, division rival, but I haven't really heard anything about that, at least from fan to fan. And it was a Dolphins fan that hit, a Pats fan, right? Correct. At least the reports are saying that, yeah. See, I said to see your thoughts uh, thoughts go out to him and his family and... Both fan bases. Yeah. Uh, really unfortunate.
0: Yeah. you got to get your shit together, football fans. Whoa, whoa, whoa We're
2: on YouTube. Or do we establish that it's a cool word to use?
0: I still Not a, a cool word. It's not a cool word. I shouldn't have said it, but I did. I stand <laughs> by it. That's why I don't like the idea of having to <laughs> censor ourselves. You know, it puts a little like, kind of a leash on us, <laughs> and so to speak. Maybe rightfully so, though. We get carried away sometimes. Yeah, to a degree. Yeah.
2: But not carried away enough to uh, punch another fan at a. Punch, punch event. assassinate somebody. <laughs> Although, I mean, there are times I do want to punch Shane after an idiotic take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and I probably could put him down. If you do it at Gillette Stadium, I might knock it up. I don't have any tickets scheduled, but that can be changed. Uh, but a much more, you know, not so much downer news. Uh, Patty Mahomes, restructured contract. And a you have a theory on that, which I've not heard yet
0: nobody's going to like this, and I might be called to be staked for this.
2: This could be a Shane-level take.
0: But I think they'll be in contention to get Justin Jefferson. Whoa.
2: <laughs> Didn't cross my mind. That's going to free up space. He's due, what,
0: next year, right? I believe so. That's, I don't want to think about that. I mean, I, I know the Vikings should throw everything they have at him. There's no reason not to. But the Chiefs have cleared a lot of space. And look, if you're J.J., of course you love being a
2: Viking. You love having Kirk right there. But if you get the chance to go play with Mahomes and Andy Reid
0: and get paid, how are you going to turn that down? I don't know. I think, I think they'll be the ones who either get Mike Evans or Justin Jefferson in a couple years. Both are terrifying to think
1: about. Just when we thought that maybe, maybe the Chiefs won't be just completely dominant for the next five years. This happens.
0: Or any other top wideout that's going to be coming up in contracts soon. Pretty sure this is going to be a big wideout free agency. I think they're going to be gunning for all of them, sending offers out the door. I mean, yeah, their one flaw is they don't have that true wideout
2: one or honestly wideout two, for being honest. You bring in one of those caliber guys with Kelsey, with Mahomes, and that's back to the prime chiefs, who now have maybe a top-five defense as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's very unrealistic that Justin Jefferson signs anywhere besides Minnesota because they have all the cap space in the world to spend on him. You would hope so. But if he was to sign somewhere else, it would be Kansas City. So, yeah, with the restructure, Mahomes is now the highest-paid player
2: over the next four years. Um, got the contract that, at the time, even then was kind of a deal. Yeah. But especially after the past five still guys a deal. <laughs> reset the market. It's still uh, a deal. He's appropriately paid, and overall, yeah, still team-friendly. In other news, what's up with Cam Akers right now? Bizarre story coming
0: out, like, right before pregame? Yeah, it was just Cam Acres deactivated, and apparently he's on the trade block. Out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I know Kyron Williams was playing great, but... It's always nice to have that one-two punch uh, because now what happens if Kyron Williams goes down? You don't have that seasoned guy that you trust in your offense anymore like Cam Akers. Don't get me wrong, he's not playing the best, but he's not playing the worst. He's a serviceable back. In a pass-first offense, he's getting the job done.
2: Now, any potential suitors for him, and what would you give up For a Cam Akers type, I have no idea.
0: Maybe the late third rounder,
2: maybe fourth rounder,
0: fourth or fifth. I don't. I doubt the Rams are asking for much. Because if they were, then they wouldn't have deactivated him.
2: Yeah, that's the weird part. Like uh, trade request, okay, that happens. I get that, but to be totally deactivated, out of the blue, to my knowledge, totally healthy.
0: As far as I know.
2: And then we'll cycle back to what teams maybe make a move for him when we get to IR news, unfortunately. Oh,
0: uh, that team's not making a move for and him. You never know. I hope not.
2: But in other Rams news, record-breaking Paku Nakua. Uh, who
0: had yeah. 20 targets last week, by the way. The most receptions by a player through their first two games ever. With, what, 22, I think, now? I believe so, yeah. That's actual catches, guys. Correct. 22 catches in two games as a rookie. Unreal. unreal and again out of the blue i heard no preseason hype
2: no training camp hype
0: uh he he uh i wouldn't say he had the spotlight but he was definitely an under uh, a growing story i don't know if you guys saw this through but camp
1: they had him um do the thing that they take all the rookies and they like call the most famous person on your contacts he's like tight with Dana white Really? Yeah. That's an odd person to just be close with. I know. He FaceTimed Dana White and he answered.
2: I'll have to do some digging on that. I wonder where that started.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He was calling him Uncle Dana. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I saw that on TikTok this morning. Where did he go to
2: school? The
0: more you know. Do we know where he went to school?
2: Couldn't tell you. I didn't know anything about the guy until week one hit. Was not on my draft boards. I didn't hear him mention in any hype videos, any draft guides. Uh, He went to BYU.
0: Huh. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking maybe if he went to like Tennessee and we just didn't, he just kind of flew under the radar in the slot. And maybe during the break, uh, we'll pull up and see if we
2: can find out how him and Dana are so close. Uh, don't worry about it now, though. We'll, we'll get there. And then uh, some other small news things the Pats are 0 2 for the first time since 2001. That's right. hard to believe. I'm just going to say it because I already found it. He played youth football with Dana's kid. Oh. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Dana's kid probably. uh got a special privilege, you would assume. Oh, for sure. A quarterback that shouldn't be quarterback. Going Only nine, if Dana was the 30. coach. You never know.
0: Dana wasn't the coach. I mean, yeah, he could probably pull some strings, but... Obviously, I'm sure... Uh, uh, I don't Paku Nakua. Puka. Paku? Puka? Puka. I thought it was Puka Nakua. Oh, I, I, my bad. Puka. I, wrote, I wrote down Paku. So yeah. Puka. Puka, Puka, Puka Nikua. Nakua. Yeah.
2: Maybe come next pay-per-view, and they show all the celebrities there ringside. There's Puka
0: Nakua. Next to Dana White. Hand in mm-hmm. hand, and best friends with his son still. Next thing you know, he's in the ring, in the octagon, fighting Dana White. Landon KOs. <laughs> and then the uh, last thing I have here, at least, is Mister AJ Green retires to Bengal. Wholesome, love it. Good to one see day you. deal. Um, Bengals legend for sure. Great career. Can make it. Not. I don't. I think Hall of very good. Hall of very good for sure. Uh, if they had a. Better postseason runs, probably Hall of Fame under the old Andy Dalton days. But I think uh, lack of accolades probably keeps him in the hole
2: very good. Yeah, I think he was all pro a couple times. And uh, probably the best Bengals weapon, not counting Jamar Chase, since Ocho Cinco. And probably number two all time, for now at least, until Chase, you know, overall. Uh, they they op- had
0: Terrell Owens.
2: Uh, I mean, for what, I mean, a year? it doesn't count, but technically. They did have him. They did have him. Either way, Bengals legend. Good to see guys go back to their hometown team
0: where yeah, they should it. be. And should just have like Joe lifelong. Hayden did.
2: Yeah, same thing there.
0: Although, he did go to Pittsburgh. So, uh, a little frowned uh, upon. Yeah, uh, things happen, you know, it's business. A little frowned upon, but it is what it is. Uh, the last thing I have is I hate dual Monday night football.
2: Yeah, is that just for the first two weeks?
0: I hope so. It's it is. Usually, usually week one, they do that. Okay, whatever. I don't like it. But
2: now in week three, we're getting two Monday Night Football games. Yeah, I'm, I don't know why. I'm not a fan. One, it takes the spotlight off the main Monday Night game. Yeah, which and is the two, like, game. Fantasy-wise, I don't want to wait for four players come Monday night. Yeah, that's huh, terrifying. It's bad enough when you're down 10, and you have one guy going in the one Monday Night game. I've got four teams to watch. I, I, don't, I don't care for it. I think it's mostly, from what I read, ABC is worried about the, with the writer's strikes going on. They have to fill some kind of programming in there. So uh, throw on another game. That makes come sense. Come Monday night. Just
0: throw on a rerun.
2: Yeah, dude. I watch that anyway. Yeah. Throw on uh, some, uh, I don't know what's ABC. Modern Family? Something. They were on there, right? I watched that all night, dude.
0: History Channel still does it. Uh, most most <laughs> channels do. I don't think they've made anything new.
2: <laughs> Speaking of, I got in a big-time rabbit hole last night on YouTube. Original Man versus Food. You ever watch that, Shane? Here and there, nothing, nothing binge-worthy. You're missing out. That was my, Nothing
0: binge-worthy? That was my childhood. I didn't
1: ever binge it, yeah. Adam
0: yeah, Richman? To say, it's not, okay, it, to say it's nothing binge-worthy makes no sense. It's I also, didn't yeah, binge that's, it. Honestly, maybe your worst take of all time.
1: I didn't binge it. But I've watched a couple times. Well, you can start now. Right now?
2: Yeah, go binge it on YouTube right now. Adam Richmond was like my cool uncle. I watched every episode. Made a list of the places I wanted to go. Don't actually pull it up, Shane. Yeah, it's a joke. Okay. I mean, maybe when you go home later, sure. But we got a show to do here. Now, Cam, uh, I hesitate to bring this up. I think we all do. But it's time for the IR. My stomach's already turning. If you got to vomit, uh, I got a trash can I can bring in, if need be. Uh, do I want to make you say it, or should Shane kind of take over here?
0: I still—I told Shane he should go back to being a Chargers fan. That's also hurtful. And he said he's too invested. And I'm like, he doesn't really have anything in it. Yeah, but I don't want to go back. Well, uh, as you guys all saw Monday
2: night. Maybe, honestly, the worst injury I've seen, period, on live television. So much so they wouldn't show it on ESPN on the replay. Nick Chubb, I mean, the entire knee just blew up. For the second time. Like a 110 degree angle in a way it shouldn't bend. Yeah, the same knee he he had full surgery on in college, totally reconstructed. Uh, From what I read, torn ACL, MCL. LCL or PCL. The the
0: entire thing, honestly. Um, Done for the year. I haven't heard of any structural damage as far as bones or anything like that. Uh, It's going to be tough to come back if he can. Yeah, done for the year, and you hate to see it, but maybe done for his career. I mean, again, it's not. He's already done it once in the same knee. It's going to be pretty tough to come back fully healthy. Yeah, really And even sad to then, see. he's probably going to be down at least 17 months or so. Uh, and I mean, it could be two seasons. Even when
2: Pittsburgh fans are gasping and then yeah. applauding him on the way off, that shows you how bad that really was. Sad to see. I'm not a Browns fan, but I love Nick Chubb. By all accounts, a stand-up dude involved in the community. No off-field
0: scandals. Professional on the field. When he scores, just goes and hands the ball off to the ref. He just got a cereal deal, too, where he gets to dress up as Batman for the cereal boxes. And the
2: third highest yards per carry of all time behind Bo Jackson and... I believe Jamal Charles. Jamal, yeah. Yeah, yeah Jamal Charles. Uh, your favorite player? I know you're struck up about it.
0: Still hurting now. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Uh, the first autograph I ever owned. And... I my second Nick Chubb jersey is in transit. Um definitely getting a shadow box to hang up one no matter what, even if he comes back, cool. Would love to see him come back, but I just seems very unlikely.
1: So from all the stuff that I've seen, it looks like there's a chance he didn't tear everything in the knee because it dislocated and then popped in, so he could have torn ACL, PCL, and MCL. I believe
0: that's all locked in. Confirmed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I really don't think he comes back. To have that first reconstructive surgery and then go and tear almost everything in your knee again, I, I don't see how he could come back, but I hope he proves me wrong. Because, I mean, the fact that that could have been the last time I see Nick Chubb play sucks. When he's on pace for
0: 200-plus yards. Yeah. The Browns curse, man. I mean, what, we only had Jim Brown for a short amount of time, too. Yeah. Shorter than it
2: should have been. And now uh, I know they already have Kareem Hunt in town
0: talking about a contract. That'd be the best fit because he's been in the scheme for so long. Uh, I think he could fill that workhorse load. Drum Ford doesn't look terrible.
2: I mean, he looked good last night against a very good defense.
0: but uh, I think Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt has the edge in my opinion, as far as actual talent goes, but yeah, I don't know my I don't know if I'll watch another Browns game this year.
2: Red Zone it is. Yeah.
0: would you give
2: both of your knees, yes, in a heartbeat? No questions asked. You're going full Lieutenant Dan for free. Yeah, if, that's, if if something happened to Micah,
0: I would do the same thing. I'll scoot her for the rest of my life, and you yeah, it's probably pretty good treatment. People open doors for you, I'd imagine so. Yeah, the only problem is my desk at work is upstairs. I have to change that. I have to get Take one of those the elevator chair lifts, an elevator up to
2: his office. Yes, uh, well, I have to put one in specially just for him. They don't really have that, but that'd be cool, though. Would be, would be kind of cool. You Have your own elevator. <laughs> it just fits me. Then you can use the handicap stalls without feeling guilty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Batman's nice. not going to kick down the door while I'm using the <laughs> handicap stall. <laughs> yeah. Either way, really sad to see. Uh, but it's part of the game. You know, things happen. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't even that like freak play. Oh. Just got tackled the wrong way. Foot got stuck, and Shane thinks it was dirty. It was a little dirty. He was on his way down. I don't think it was dirty. You see that play happen every game, you know? He was on his way down.
0: DB is always good for the legs. That's yeah, how they tackle. Minka,
2: good reputation.
0: Never really had any issues like that before.
2: Just unfortunate. The
0: only Steelers guy that we can say is actually a pretty clean player. TJ's is pretty clean. That, that I've seen part. at least. But yeah, w- one of the few,
2: for sure. In other injury notes, um, you mentioned Burrow. Re-aggravated his calf thing.
0: Pretty Maybe sure we
2: miss time. We don't really know
0: yet. It's probably in the team's overall best interest for him to sit out at least a week. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. A lingering injury that's going to linger for all year is obviously not the move. Uh, he has not been able to throw with power due to this injury. He has not been able to get his back foot involved at all. So, I, something needs done. You would think 10 months is enough to figure out a calf strain, but... Who is their backup? Uh, I believe it's Jake Browning. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they give uh, old Nick Foles or Carson Wentz a call for a one-year. Phil River's still out there. Yeah.
2: He's got 10 kids at home. He wants. He wants to get out of the house. Come on. Just call him up. Other severe quarterback injury news, hopefully not long-term, but uh, your boy Anthony Richardson concussed on a rushing touchdown, no less.
0: Oh, man, he was on pace to win me my fantasy weeks. He looked great. Uh, Love seeing him heavily involved in the run game. He was very good at it. Uh, Just took a big hit. Landed pretty rough like Tua. Um. Hopefully nothing significant. Maybe he can clear protocol. Uh, I haven't seen that he's out for any amount of time. I just know he's in concussion protocol. So still has the opportunity to clear it before next week. I say give him the week off. Yeah, because Minshew looked good second half.
2: Yeah. Against Houston, to be fair. But you know he's a competent quarterback. Yeah. I thought he would start the year off as a starter. So yeah, I think overall, give him a week, maybe two weeks. Get healthy. You're still in good hands, and again, I didn't really expect to compete for a division or a playoff spot, so no reason to rush him back in too early. Agreed. What else you got, IR wise?
0: <clears throat> we have got Saquon. Uh, the original post wa- a report was out two to three weeks with an ankle sprain. Looked bad, and he was visibly upset on the sideline. I figured complete tear,
2: broken ankle, but just a low grade of sprain. X-rays came back negative. And Dayball says he's day-to-day. Which, uh, there's no way, right? Ah. Same thing. Don't rush him back. Take two weeks. Take three weeks. I think he'll play if they ask. To be fair, they're playing Thursday night. Quick turnaround. Definitely set out this week.
0: At least one. Uh, then we got Deontay Johnson officially going to the IR. Is that retroactive to last week, or is that four weeks from today? I believe... Ooh, I don't know if they they count games already missed.
2: Either way, out for a extended period, at least four weeks, maybe less.
0: Yeah, at least till week five, uh, maybe week six. <clears throat> then we have David Montgomery with a thigh bruise. I've uh, never had a thigh bruise to that degree. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's like a
2: bone bruise. It's got to be deeper. Yeah, they're saying yeah. two to three weeks. Could be longer, could be shorter, who knows. Uh, more concerning there, though, was even when he came out of the game, Jameer Gibbs really
0: wasn't featured. was not the guy. Which is a little shocking. That's why he drafted him, right? You would think. They, it's not like they didn't spend capital on him.
2: Puzzling. But again, the Lions do utilize their guys right, I'm sure, come this week. Uh, Campbell beyond that. and And get Gibbs 30 snaps. Or 30 touches, at least. That's a lot of touches. Well, that's the way out got the guy. about Jamal Williams in New Orleans?
0: <clears throat> Hamstring issues. Uh, I haven't seen a timetable probably at least a week. Uh, we got Buda Baker on the IR. Tough to see. He's had a pretty good season so far. I mean, definitely the Cardinals, best player. Uh, Jalen Waddle in concussion protocol. That's tough. Tough hit for sure. Hopefully he can clear and be good. Uh, Darnell Mooney has a knee injury. I have not seen a timetable for him. Uh, again, in probably at least a week. Um, more unfortunate news. Uh, first report I saw is C.J. Gardner-Johnson is feared to have a torn pec. If that's the case. He has done for the year. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts a lot. I uh, hate to see it, especially the one-year prove a deal. And then you go down. That's tough. Uh, Odell should not miss any time, even though he did not return when he was getting all the targets. (laughs) He was. That was kind of a surprise game. Uh, Micah Hyde, hamstring issues. Haven't seen a timetable there. Maybe back this week, maybe a week out. Uh, Devontae Adams should be good to go. And Aaron Rodgers is eyeing a playoff return after undergoing an Quote, innovative surgery. I know he ordered a personal hyperbolic
2: chamber to his house to try to rehab that injury. If Zach Wilson gets him to a wild card and they get in the playoffs and A-Rod comes back.
0: What a story. I hope so.
2: Because, again, such a really shame to see last or That would one,
0: almost be a better story than Aaron Rodgers just killing it all season and going to the playoffs. You go down time. week one yeah.
2: and then come back, put the work in and maybe win a couple of playoffs games, dare I say win a Super Bowl. And Austin Eckler, uh, apparently no timetable on his ankle injury. Kind of vague um, as an owner of him in two leagues. I don't love it, especially since Josh Kelly didn't do much in, in Eckler's absence. And then no updates on either Aaron Jones or Christian Watson with their hamstring injuries. Should be back this week, fingers crossed. We'll try to keep you guys posted if there's any further announcements in that regard. I hope so. Now with that, Shane, we're going to the film room.
0: We're going to break down some action from this week. Welcome to the SNS film room, ladies and gentlemen.
2: I'll ask you first, Shane, what stood out to you? Which game really caught your eye? Which player really blew up or didn't blow up that you thought would? What are your big storylines on field action from week two? I didn't get to watch a lot of week two because I had to work that Sunday, but
1: I did catch a little bit of red zone, and Geno Smith looked pretty good. Definitely bounced back. Yeah, he did.
2: Now, imagine you drafted Geno in round five and then dropped him after week one. Round four. Was it four? I believe it was four. Either so. way, one of the two. You draft him that early. drop him after one bad week. Then he goes off yet again. Wins on the road. Rough. My buddy, uh, we were talking today because he,
1: he's like, I want a different quarterback. I think he has Trevor Lawrence, but he doesn't have a backup. So we looked through the... The, uh, the waivers, and someone had actually dropped Geno Smith. So I was like, pick him up. Pick him up. It's not even a question.
2: Yeah, guaranteed great backup quarterback, if not starter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said.
0: Definitely best ball between Trevor Lawrence and Geno.
2: You can't go wrong.
0: Anything else?
1: Um, And then, I mean, this was what I watched. Deshaun Watson still doesn't look great. Uh, that's an understatement. He looks like he finessed the Browns.
2: Uh, <laughs> that also an understatement. Yeah. Cam, uh, your hometown thoughts
0: on that? I agree. Maybe not finessed. Oh, we paid him a lot of money, dude. I'm aware. I'd rather have Baker. I'm aware. Do you agree? I agree. I never wanted to get rid of Baker. Uh, and that goes for, I think, most of the fan base. Yeah. Again, we're also talking to a guy who has not been through the trials and tribulations <laughs> of being a Browns fan. <laughs> he picked up the Browns, I believe, in our playoff year. Oh, what a bandwagoner, no. dude. Yeah. No. It was not the 0-16 year or the first year for it Baker. It was the first year for Baker. No, it
1: was not. Yes, it was, because I watched that game. I got hyped. And that's when I was like, maybe I don't like the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So the question is, in three weeks, who's your new team going to be?
1: Probably the Browns still. Nah, come on. You're going to jump ship, man. I can't, dude. I can can, and you have done it before. You jump
0: ship on the Chargers after like 10 years. Yeah, because Phillip Rivers left. We've been over this, dude. Well, Baker left. Now you're a Buccaneers fan. No. Let's go
2: Bucks. I'm I'm sticking with the Browns. Cam, how about the uh, Bills?
0: Big rebound in week two. Love to see it. I will give you one last... Free pass to exit and pick any team of your choice. I'm not doing it. You're making a mistake. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm telling you, as the resident Browns expert, you are making a mistake. Okay, but if I go back to the Chargers, it just looks even more bandwagony because they're good now. No, no, yeah. really? you, can, you can't go back, but you can always pick a new
2: team.
1: I'm not picking a new team. I don't want to pick a new team.
2: All right, hey, stick to your guns for now at least. <laughs> Either way, Josh Allen, a cool 31 for 37 against a bad Raider defense. But my main takeaway, James Cook is finally becoming that guy. Getting the volume, getting the touches. 17 carries for 123. Only downside, no red zone carries. He's like the only guy that didn't score. Harris got in the end zone. Latavius Murray got in the end zone. Uh, But Cook did have also four catches on four targets. So overall, must start in fantasy. Quality running back two, maybe on his way to being a running back one.
0: Uh, if he can keep the production up, he will very quickly take running back one, in my opinion. Um, again, big thing there. No turnovers for Josh Allen, which was the
2: gripe last week and really all last season on him. But three scores, no interceptions, only three carries, no big hits. Love to see that, too. And the defense stepped up in a major way. Again, against a pretty low firepower, Raider offense. But 38-10, good win, back on track. Now the Bengals
0: no deep game whatsoever no run game really it again they started slow last year but this looks so different especially with burrow reaggravating the injury ah uh, if that is really what's going on 27 completions only 222 in yardage yeah, I think he's averaging five yards per throw.
2: That game was 5.4, and I think lower in week one. So, yeah, that's, they uh, it's bad. I know Jamar Chase said post-game, or at least maybe today, that we've got to stretch the field. We have no, I think Burrow's yet to make a completion of 10 yards down the field. I believe that is the true. The only quarterback not to have one yet. I think he's over 12 with a couple of picks in there. Again, against a good Ravens defense, but we know what these guys can do. We see and they didn't have the Marlon past. Humphrey. So again, I, I don't want to say you know pull the plug, but I'm definitely worried if I'm a Bengals fan. The Broncos, I'd also be worried about. I touched on earlier, up twenty-one to three against Washington, and then totally collapsed. Uh, Russ looked very good first half, offense was moving, and then second half just completely fell apart. Overall, though, played well. 18 for 32, 308 yards. A great Hail Mary with two seconds left from the 50-yard line. Off two commander's helmets into the hands of, I don't know what the guy's name, Brian Johnson, Brandon Johnson. Yeah. And then they failed to convert the two-point conversion. Uh, Marvin Mims had a great game. Two catches, 113 in the score. Yeah. Love to see that, very uh, Gabe Davis-esque. Uh, Gabe Davis sneakily getting back in the offense. Typical Gabe Davis week. But uh, Commander's offense looked very good, and your boy, Brian Robinson. Be raw, Just like baby. James Cook, definitely a starter. Maybe a wideout one. He's the third overall fantasy scorer right now. Getting all the touches. Got, in the, one. got in the end zone twice. So wide wideout That's one. That's a wideout one. Well, that'd be nice, but yeah, running back one, flex spot, whatever. They put up 35 after being down 18 early. Defense made turnovers, and the offense converted. Sean Payton, maybe not quite the miracle worker we thought he was.
0: Definitely got a couple kinks to work out, but I think the Broncos will be all right. They'll be fine. How about the Giants? That whole division's kind of starting slow anyways. So, uh, All things considered, yeah. Come divisional battles, you have plenty of time to work it out based on right now. The Giants finally decided, we play in the NFL. <laughs> we can score points. We play NFL football, we are among the elite, we are a competitive team, it's time we uh, be competitive. Shut out in the first half. I lead the first team since the Baltimore
2: Colts to have a point differential of 60-0 to zero through two weeks. That is correct. But then whatever Dave Ball said at halftime really uh, took effect.
0: Said, hey, we won't suit up next week if we don't score. Danny well, was, Dimes, you
2: just got paid. Become Danny Dollars. Exactly. And he did. Great second half, big-time comeback, game-winning field goal late from Graham Gano. Shouldn't be that close against Arizona, but hey, a yeah. win's a win. Arizona's
0: been scoring. Uh, unexpectedly so. Josh Dobbs doesn't look that bad. Josh Dobbs is bringing some fire. Playing for his job, dude. Love to see it. <laughs> I bet you Cardinals <laughs> fans don't. But Yeah, they want a tank, dude. Yeah, they want Caleb Williams.
2: Well, hey, for them, at least, a loss is still a loss. We'll get you where you want to be.
1: I've been seeing a lot of this all over Instagram. Do you think that the Bears call it quits already on Justin Fields and go for Caleb Williams with uh, them already playing man, as bad I don't as they know. are?
2: That's tough because he's not playing well, but also his play calling has not been helping him at all. No, it hasn't. I think they ran. he ran the ball for like four times. Uh, they week. ran the same exact play four times, which led to his pick six. And again, he's making bad decisions, but... You know he's a guy where your coaching staff has to be able to help him, has to call plays that are going to suit his play style, and they've not done that whatsoever. Yeah, but then he does he does
1: this thing where he sees an open man, and then he has to see him again, still open, to throw the ball. Like, it's bad. Do you ditch him,
0: Cam? Uh, have you ever seen the movie Zootopia? No. no. Have you? Uh-uh. Have you ever seen the clip of the sloth as a banker? Yes. I'm pretty sure. That is Justin Fields making reads.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's Not good. Turns out not having Olave and Garrett Wilson and JSN will uh, make things a little more tough. Can't just chuck it and
0: (laughs) F it. Yeah. (laughs) Attaboy. Catching (laughs) yourself. That hurts not to say, though, because I love that saying. It's a good one.
2: We uh, should have a bleep button on here. (laughs) <laughs> For uh, comedic effect, at least. Don't we have a soundboard on this mixer? Yeah, but it's not programmed at all. Yeah, there's probably a way to program it. We should. Well, that'd be on you, executive producer. I'll look it up. Because me and Cam are talking, and he makes a, uh, a vulgar statement. you got to be on that button.
0: You can just... I wonder if you could just pull up a soundboard on the computer. No, I don't no, know. No, the, the, the audio will be you know, way yeah. off. Hmm. I'll be
2: soundboard guy. Go ahead and just statement again, Cam. Uh, chuck it in it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get the timing down. (laughs) Yeah. Work in progress. Um, Do you want to go home, team? Do you want to talk about the Brownies some more? He doesn't.
0: I mean, in reality, we look terrible as a whole. Chubb was kind of the saving grace for that game. Uh, The defense looks good. The offense is just not clicking at all. Uh, Watson's still making some very Very egregious mistakes. Uh, Accuracy questions still very prevalent. Do you think Massage Man turns it around?
2: Before you answer that, my biggest takeaway is the Joe Burrow style of holding the ball and taking way too many dumb sacks.
0: Yeah. Especially as an actually mobile quarterback. Dude, you can run. I think he took six.
2: Yeah. And I think four of them were, he definitely could have thrown the ball away or done something
0: to escape the pocket. And the offense kind of as a whole just looks like they're not communicating. I know there was a play where Elijah Moore ran the wrong route, which I don't know how you do that. Uh, but there were a couple plays on the sideline that if the ball was two inches in bounds, we would have gotten big gains. Um, yeah, look, uh, there's a huge communication issue, uh, just execution issue which I know everybody's tired of hearing Stefanski say it, but now we're seeing it. Uh, this is purely execution now. The play calling is not great, but it's a lot better than last year. So we're trying to play into these guys' strengths. Uh, I don't know why we're under center so much. That kind of shocked me as well. That's kind of where Watson gets sacked the most. Yeah, because run the pistol or shotgun. He's not comfortable under center. Uh, we should just scratch single back and I-formation from the playbook totally. There's no reason we can't run out of the backfield or run out of a pistol. With Chubb gone now especially, yeah. Uh, so I don't know why they decided they want to keep single back and all that stuff in. We should, again, completely eliminate it. It should not be an option. Shane, could you get Stefanski on the phone right now? Let uh, Cam guys talk some sense into him? Let me try. Let me try. Should
2: be on speed dial. I think he's number three. No, number three is my mom. The show
0: phone chain. Yeah, show oh, you don't have one? Phone.
2: No, I don't. No, yeah, it right. i wasn't in the contract, you no. Know. Yeah, you weren't in the other But we'll bring in instead. Uh, my Cowboys look dominant yet again. Granted, against the Jets, against Zach Wilson. But uh, Dak managed the game well, 31 for 38, no turnovers, two scores. Pollard kind of got stuffed, 25 for only 72, but stuck with it. 25 carries. I'd love to see it <laughs> get six catches as well. Seven catches, actually. CD Lamb, 13 targets for 143. Did not find the end zone, though. Not
0: on Sauce Gardner, though. Sauce made Sauce. that very clear.
2: Sauce should have had a pick six that he dropped. Yeah. Um, the only really mistake we made was uh, we lost busted coverage once on Garrett Wilson for their lone touchdown. But overall, defense played excellent. Micah Parsons, DPOY, of course, had two sacks. Pressure on every play. A pick from Trayvon Diggs, Malik Hooker, and J. Ron Curse. It's nice not having to put up 50 points a game just to win. You can actually count on your defense to make a stop and get a turnover and even score. So much weight to throw off the shoulders, and that's great for Dak. Absolutely. Because he's the one guy that you don't want pressure put on. Not that he can't handle he panics. it. panics. But he does get a little jittery. That's when he makes his
0: bad decisions.
2: So, yeah, plenty of big leads early. Defense taking care of the ball. Love to see it. We got uh, Arizona this week. Should be the same story. Dominant, 20-point win, good defensive showing. Then the big boys come to town. I think we got uh, San Fran in Week 5. should be a great test. And always prepping for Philly as well. Who hasn't looked great through two games so far? Let's talk game of the week. Recap from last week. Shane, did you have one? I did. I said it was going to be Vikings-Eagles. Told you. Uh, yeah, you called that. Uh, Want to break that one down for us? Did you watch that game? I watched a
1: little bit of it. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Um, I said, what, the score would be 23-20.
0: It was 28-35. Yeah, I think 34-28, yep. Yeah. Since you work at Best Buy, don't you guys, like, have the TVs on? You would think it's just running the same exact commercial all day long. Well, they change that. They, a sales pitch. They won't let me.
2: If they come in and see... Thursday Night Football on TV, they're buying that TV, dude. There's, no, they don't come in during Thursday Night Football, dude. This Good That point. store is yeah. dead, whenever there's football on. they even more incentive for you to go get a remote and uh, put the game on there.
1: So I would if they didn't have a coax tied into it that's just showing the same exact ad on a DVR. You can work around that. And there's one football game that plays, and it's a rerun of a Packers-Saints game from like two years ago. <laughs> it's
2: horrible. <laughs> That's tough. It's bad, man. Well, either I, way, I mean, entertaining game. Yeah, I wouldn't say game of the week, but entertaining Closer game. Close than it should have been. Again, Philly really didn't quite take care of business. Hurts played well. Uh, one bad read. But the main thing there, DeAndre Swift. <sighs> what do you have, 200 yards? 175 and a score. Yeah. On 28 carries. 6.3 average. Even Not the when, story. Uh, A.J. Brown.
1: Don't, yeah, don't, that hurt don't a lot mention of us. that guy's name.
0: That hurt a lot of us. Please uh, don't. There is some... Tension now between AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, and Nick Sirianni. Um and rightfully so. I mean probably overblown to paying paying him a lot. From what I watch. And he's not even getting the targets. Not even getting looked at. No. Because he is wide open. So I you guys know Prime does the
1: thing where it will show you the open receiver. Yeah. And AJ Brown was highlighted green the entire game and got like two targets. And two catches. Yeah. Because he was open.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he finished with uh, on. only six targets, four catches, 29 yards. He's your deep ball threat. He should be putting up Mike Evans' numbers every week. I don't understand why they're going Devontae Smith wide out one. Yeah, I love Devontae. He's good. They both finished, I think, top 12 last year. But, but you've yeah. got to spread the wealth. You have to. And we know, we've talked about, Cam, you've harped on it countless times. A.J. Brown's catch radius and contested catch. Just throw it in his direction. He'll make the play. It's, but at this point, it's got
0: to be something personal.
1: No, I don't, I can't imagine it's personal. For them to go and argue on the sideline
2: like that, listen, it can't be the first that looked time ugly. That they've talked listen, about
0: it. DeAndre Swift got two touches and then had 30 the next game.
2: With Gainwell being out, to be fair.
0: AJ Brown. Sleeper of the week. <laughs> has had four catches this season, pretty much. Six, yeah. I think. Why, where is that, where are those, where, what's happening? And they're a run-heavy team. They were that way
2: last year. But Smith and Brown still got their numbers. He is absolutely burning me in fantasy right now. Uh, it's, I, I, I like to see that. I don't like Being in your that. division. No. Um, Kirk Cousins, though, prime time. I think he's the passing leader right now. He is. Okay, 364 and four touchdowns, no turnovers. Good to see that. Also no wins. But, yes, also 0-2 so far in close games. Uh, games they probably should have won both. But either way, 0-2. Cam, your game
0: of the week. My new game of the week. Your recap from last week. Oh. I had Chiefs-Jags. Wasn't great. What a snooze fest. <clears throat> but I also had Colts-Texans. Much better. As my dark horse. And dark horse they were. Because I would much rather talk about that game than the Chiefs-Jags. Uh, had nothing to say
2: there except uh, neither team really scored, period. Uh, I watched Red Zone for like an hour straight, and they didn't cut to any of that game. I was wondering if it was in a delay or something, but just no offense whatsoever.
0: Yeah, Uh, but Colts-Texans,
2: quite a lot of
0: offense. Uh, Again, Richardson was looking great. Unfortunately, went down. Gardner Minshew stepped up like he always does and looked phenomenal. C.J. Stroud had an amazing game. Save it for fantasy. Well, I'm breaking down the game. Yeah, well, I don't go too in depth, you know. Like I have that. to talk about CJ Texans look good. Quarterback uh, unnamed look pretty good. Quarterback. Uh, the only question mark now is Damian Pierce. That does concern me. Even though they did play a,
2: pretty much an entire second string O line. That's back to back weeks now where he's really not done anything. He's he only had 15 for 31. It's rough. It's not good. Najee Harris, ask. Uh, we'll get to that too as uh, we <laughs> preview Cam's first
0: tiktok segment coming up yeah. still need ideas for another one okay. yeah
2: I, i've been
1: thinking man and it's a hard segment i mean we could do consistent.
0: nba mlb it's still hard uh if you want to send me some mlb stats on guys i can sure i can pull something out of my proverbial uh back pocket you're supposed to bleep. oh i see we're not in sync yet let's try that out again wait ass isn't you
1: whoa
2: whoa come on, whoa. dude that's part
0: of the bit good lord okay Shane the Bitcrasher. So anyways, uh, yeah, MLB, we can do MLB. Uh, I'm sure if you sent me some stats and two guys, I could pull something out of my and uh, just make something up on the fly. Pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at... Improving? BSing. Well, I
2: wasn't... I, how could I predict that? Come on. because I Yeah. I yeah, but I the, couldn't uh, read what you were supposed to say. I there. gave you the gesture. I, we'll, we'll work on that. Soundboard off and make a comeback here. <laughs> Uh, my game of the week from last week was Rams and Niners. Actually, pretty close game. Uh, hit the exact spread. It was 30-23. Spread was Rams plus seven. McCaffrey played 100% of the snaps. Love to see that. Yes. And, of course, you know, they typical offense for the Niners. Everybody got the ball some. Debo, six catches, 63. Iuke, smaller week. Six targets, three catches, 43. Kittle, three for 30. Rock Purdy, Again, not turning the ball over. But the Rams, dude, sneaky in real football and fantasy with both Kyron Williams, Tutu Watwell, and, of course, your boy, Puka Nakua. My boy, Matt Stafford. Dana White's boy, Puka Nakua. That's
0: a fact. You guys thought I was stupid for saying the Rams get the wild card. Uh, I had my doubts, for sure. I did. I still do. Just admit admit it. You guys both thought I was stupid for saying that. I, I never
2: thought you were stupid. Come on. In really any tech. You you have a pretty good track record.
0: Oh, that's true. You know better. That's all that is. I do at least, yeah. Yeah, you know. Shane right. doesn't still know better. He's still yet. learning. He's still learning.
1: I didn't think you were stupid. Did you, you said you it on air. You just
0: said that you thought I was stupid no, five I said, seconds ago. I said there were some doubts. That's a drink. No, that's what he said. That's a drink, dude. <laughs> I can't remember. You just now, you literally just said, I did. When I said you guys thought I was stupid, you said, I did. Did I? Yes. Yes, a fact.
1: Okay.
0: So, Cam, is he stupid or not?
1: No.
2: Uh, contradict yourself yet again. That's another, another <laughs> drink. Another drink. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: Shane, your new Game of the Week pick. I'm going to go Patriots-Jets. Ooh, Sneaky. Defensive battle. Yes. Should be, yeah. Uh, definitely one for the defense fans out there.
1: And I, I think that we could also see something like Week 1 Patriots where Mac Jones just lets it fly at the same time.
0: Official prediction.
2: The spread go. is Jets plus two and a half at home.
0: Mac Jones, 650, seven scores? No, no, no.
2: I'm going, I'm
1: going to say Patriots take this one. It'll be 35-31.
0: Ooh, barn burner. How does a team even get to 31? Four scores in a field goal.
1: Yeah.
2: Quick um, I don't think that Zach Wilson Jets put up 31 on the Pats defense. I will say that.
0: Maybe he's Zach Wilson. Well, Brees Aaron Rodgers is back from surgery. He's <laughs> on the <laughs> sideline. No, 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 no. no, no. He's on the sideline coaching. Co- he's got his headset is connected <laughs> to Zach Wilson's. Zach Wilson has no communication with Robert Sala at all. It's Just Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, live action, telling him who to throw the ball Probably to the way it should be. Honestly,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I think they cut the mics when the play starts.
2: No, but
1: I, I think it's going to be a lot of run because Brees only got like what.
2: Negative yards last week? Uh, it wasn't much. But again, yeah. you're playing the best defense of all time.
1: I think he's going to be fine.
2: Uh, I think the Pats should win. I agree with that. Uh, but I think much lower scoring than uh, than your prediction, at least.
0: Probably similar to the more... In my opinion, the more logical view is Chiefs-Jags 2.0, 9-14. I see that, like, yeah. 24-14, so, something like that.
1: My logic is that I went too low last week. So this week... That's not logic. Yes, it is.
0: No, it's
2: not. That's yes. reactionary opinions. Cam your game of the week for week three. <clears throat> We're going prime time. Prime time. Deion Sanders is actually not playing this weekend. Going Eagles Bucks. Monday night.
0: Monday night football. One of two. Hopefully the last week of that. Uh Baker and a Bucks team that is on fire. And an Eagles defense that needs to bounce back. Should be a fun battle. Eagles offense that needs to get AJ Brown the ball. I like to think on the sideline
2: when uh, AJ sees Mike Evans catching three balls for 116 yards, he says, "Hey Jalen,
0: you see that? that? That's me, dude. You see that? Give me the ball. I can do that, but I would already have 200 yards at least. You see that? Every time Mike Evans catches a ball, just AJ Brown's like, look at that, Jalen. Hey Nick, see that guy? (laughs) That's called a wide receiver one. (laughs) That's what I am." They still have, oh, who's that other guy, number 14? Oh, that's Chris Godwin. How much does he, oh, he still has 60 yards, too? Hey, Devontae, huh. you're set, huh? Yeah, we're you're good. Set. We're good. You're him, Chris Godwin, Devontae Smith. You are Chris Godwin. I'm Mike Evans. I'm the show. I got the $150 million contract, not you. Guess what, Rashad White still got 20 carries, 100 yards. Hey, that's we, you, we Swift. Got, we got Swift, dude. Yeah. We can
2: actually be a multi-dimensional
0: offense. I'm sure he, Swift will get more than 20 yards. You would assume so. I'd hope so. But I don't care because I have 140 and counting. I have my contracts worth in millions of yards this game. Official prediction. There's only there's there's two ways this could go. The Bucks keep rolling or they fizzle out. No in between. And I think they keep rolling. You've been known to call some pretty big-time Eagle upsets. Going 28-21,
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, baby. Baker in prime time. I'm going with what should be the highest scoring game of the week because neither team has any defense whatsoever. Chargers in Minnesota. Can't go 0-3. It should be a win. A pair of 0-2 teams, actually somebody's going to be 1-2 after this game. What happens when a movable force meets a stoppable object? 38-35, Chargers. Big games from both quarterbacks, all wideouts. Eckler should be back, hopefully, to get some kind of run game going there. Uh, Madison should get more than eight carries. I'm really looking forward to the 0-3 Kirk
1: Cousins with 1,000 yards already. <laughs> JJ, 1,000 yards in three games?
0: No yeah. scores.
2: Yeah, no, of course.
0: <laughs> Going the CeeDee Lamb route. No, the Julio Jones
2: route. Prime Julio, yeah. Julio Jones, yeah. So yeah, it should be a barn burner. Overall, not a ton of great matchups this week. Uh, Sunday night, you're getting Pittsburgh again in primetime. Pittsburgh Raiders, kind of an odd matchup for a Sunday night game. They should um, be
0: flexing them
2: already. If anything, let's go uh, fan cameras, because they're the two most violent fan bases. Although, <laughs> Miami's making a run for that. Philly, let's definitely hope.
0: is still number one. Let's
2: hope for minimal
0: violence. You know, there's a the bar fans. in Philly that, I, it might be all bars in Philly, but they have Cowboys jerseys as their welcome mats? Uh, I believe that. Yeah. And yeah, it should be every bar. That's insane.
2: Yeah, that's dedication.
0: Yeah. You know? and, and i, I That's I, fun. That's cool. Well, that's, I guarantee you they're new, too. Oh, yeah. It's they replace them every season. Micah Parsons jersey. Like it's, it's not still Emmitt Smith's jersey from 40 years ago. No, there's it's, no Romo down
1: there. It's got to be a fresh Dak jersey.
0: Yeah. For sure. Maybe a retro Zeke. They might have one Romo jersey, but it's hang up hung up and framed because it's the game that he broke his collarbone. <laughs> that would be on par for Philly fans. Man, that's an expensive
1: welcome mat. Jerseys are
0: not cheap. Well, for I'm a sure, bar. Yeah. They I'm make sure the money bars back. in Philly do pretty good. That's yeah, true. Especially on game day. Especially in Philly. Yeah, they're not they're not,
2: they can afford a two hundred dollar jersey. <laughs> Easy. Um, how about our, going into week three, power rankings? Which we did not do last week. Got our top five,
0: now from top ten in week one. Starting off with number five. Uh, we still have the Kansas City Chiefs. I haven't seen enough to flex anyone in this spot, although there is some consideration for the Ravens to make the jump. Definitely in the conversation. Uh, if the Ravens get a little crispier on offense, really get that under control get a little more formulated, I think they can definitely take number five by the end of next <laughs> week.
2: But for me, the Chiefs' defense is definitely keeping them in the top five consideration. We know the offense will get straightened out. They're going to put points up. Kelsey's back now. So for now, stuck in there at number five. Number four, we're going Niners. Could be higher. Again, these top four teams, is kind of conversation for anybody to be number one or number four. <laughs> Bless you, Shane. Thank you. But uh, Niners four, you know what you're getting there. Both sides of the ball are very dominant. And I think they have a uh, pushover week here. In week three, they in fact are playing uh, Thursday night. Actually, against the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Could be sneaky. You never know. The Giants <clears throat> come out hot, and yeah, you're getting second half Giants or week one and week two first half Giants.
0: Tough to say. But yeah, I like the <clears throat> I like the Niners there. I think you might be able to flex them up. After this week, um, it really depends on how our number three team, the Philadelphia Eagles, play. Um, in my opinion, they lose to the Bucks, in not looking so good like they have the last couple weeks. Uh, they might drop out in top five. Yeah. <clears throat> not by too far, but I could definitely see that. Pretty much, Niners Chiefs move up a spot. Ravens move in, and then the Philly goes down to the 6-7. Number two, again after
2: two easy weeks of bad competition, my Dallas Cowboys. Great defense. Said it again, Dak does not have to win games by himself, which is nice to see the best recipe for their success. Offense, though, still rolling when they need to. Should be another easy week against Arizona. Get the job done. Stay number two. Shane, do you want to guess who the number one team of the SMS power rankings is? I take a guess and go to the Miami Dolphins. You'd be correct, sir. Thank you, sir. Tell us why.
1: Uh, Tyreek Hill is unstoppable.
2: Uh, Pat's kind of stopped him.
1: No, they didn't.
0: No, they didn't. You can't stop Tyreek Hill. He's too fast. Well, I'm p- pretty sure he didn't have that spectacular of a he game. He had like four for fifty and a score.
1: Mm, I thought he had like a hundred and twenty. Nope, uh, you no. are a
0: week a week behind, my friend. He didn't I watch know, the game there, He had two hundred the week
1: before. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. 5 for 40 touchdown. We exactly know what, we're what we're talking about. Yeah, right. We're yeah. kind
2: of prepped, you know.
1: But that offense, insane. Uh, Raheem Mostert looks great. Tua looks really good. Defense, not bad. It's hard to beat that team with that much firepower on offense, though. I mean, once they get waddled back from concussion protocol, it's game over for whoever has to play them.
2: And two great wins, beating a high-powered Chargers team. Going to Foxborough always tough, and a great defense in New England. Love yeah. to see it. Yeah, right now, dude, one of my Super Bowl
0: picks looks great. I
2: think we're all on there. I'm well, still who amazing. Who's your at... NFC team?
0: Oh, Philly. Uh, yeah, got Philly going back.
2: Do you want to go to fantasy or do you want to go to break? Let's, Let's go to break. break. My back's, right, boys,
1: my back's not feeling the best.
2: Episode fifty-five of Sports and Stogies back after this. Shane, fitness is very important in your line of work. I'm trying to get back in shape myself, but I just cannot stand going to the gym. It's horrible,
1: man. You go in, you don't know what you're doing. You don't have any idea of, you know, what exercises are best for you.
2: I have a decent knowledge, but mostly it's just so busy. People are holding up your equipment, taking your weights. It's a hassle to go out there.
1: It really is. Which is
0: like an easier way, honestly.
1: There has to be an easier way, right? Hey,
0: fellas, stop bickering for one second here. And uh, let me be the light at the end of your tunnel. got a solution for us? I do. Do you know what ACE certified personal trainers are? No, they're definitely uh, high quality. Qualified. Absolutely. Well, we have one. Close relations with the show. Is that a fact? Mr. Evan Keaton with All Things Fitness. ACE certified personal trainer. So well, come to the gym with me and uh, get me a nice program going here. Uh, That's an option. What's the other option? I have a better option. Maybe you like to work out in the comfort of your own home. Oh, that'd be
1: fantastic. That'd be really nice.
0: Well, guess what? He travels. To you. I don't have any equipment here, though. (laughs) He has it. He brings equipment with him. He brings the equipment for a travel fee, of course, depending on how far away you live. And if you would like to get in touch with... Mr. Evan Keaton with All Things Fitness. His email is allthingsfitness15 at gmail.com. His cell phone number is 937-308-6324. 937-308-6324. Or reach out to him on his website, allthingsfit.org. SNS Nation, if you guys want to get in shape with me and Shane
2: and Cam as well, give our boy Evan a shout out. With that, Cam, how about our
0: final cigar notes here? We're all done. Again, I had the uh, Catelli Modella, and I'm probably not saying that right. Uh, close enough. But I have the final grading here. The draw, 3.5, a little tight. Um, stayed consistent, though, which is very nice. Burn was a 4, got a little uneven towards the end and the middle. Uh, but overall not a terrible burn pretty solid uh, the flavor for that kind of caramel graham cracker kind of faded out pretty quick uh, got pretty spicy in there for a little bit right through the through the middle of the second third uh, and then the end just kind of rounded off with like a vanilla sweet nice dessert stick uh, really took me across all the horizons of my flavor palette which I enjoy uh, I've I've been a proponent of complex flavors and drastic transitions.
2: Well, given your Magic Toast is your favorite stick, that uh, makes a lot of sense.
0: Uh, then the appearance was a 5. A uh, beautiful cigar. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, personal 4 with an overall of 20.5 out of 25. Solid score.
2: For me, I had the Knuckle Sandwich Chef's Special. Again, limited edition from PCA of this year. Appearance, definite 5. Absolutely gorgeous. Very well made. Great, dark, oily wrapper. Not a single seam in there. Just flawlessly made. Burn, also a five. Perfecto tip with one match. No touch-ups. Burned even after that initial light in the beginning. Um, even all the way through after that. Draw was a four. little tight, but still very solid smoke production. Flavor, four. Um, towards the middle, I got kind of like a like a burnt end, like charcoal barbecue. Yeah. No. It's very nice. I've only had that on a couple sticks so far. Uh, and then with that, the leather came all the way through. That kind of dark earthiness. The typical Maduro flavors that I know and love. Personal, a four as well, for a grand total of 22 out of 25. Shane, final notes on your Buffalo 10 impressions overall? So, very earthy to begin with, which
1: I don't dislike. I mean, I'm used to smoking Connecticut, so I, I usually get like the sweeter sticks, but this was a good switch up. Um, I had to touch up the burn a couple times. Probably my fault, honestly. It's been a while since I've smoked. Um, But towards the end, it went from earthy to spice very quick, which I liked a lot because I do like a spicy stick every now and again. Um, I definitely smoke it again, and then for being a $5 stick, probably the best bargain stick
2: I've had. Yeah, value-wise, very tough to beat. Yeah. Um, Then whiskey-wise, for me at least, the McKenna opened up a lot more as it sat. I got much more sweetness, vanilla, caramel, butterscotch. Very pleasant, very nice. Fantasy-wise, before we get to, of course, our sleepers, a couple of questions for both of you. Is C.J. Shroud a viable starting quarterback in fantasy? After two great weeks, do you feel comfortable starting him moving forward?
0: Uh, obviously, it depends on who your starter is. Um, I, When I don't have like a Josh Allen or like one of those elite quarterbacks, I like to just play best ball. And in the leagues that I have Stroud, he will be part of that best ball circulation now. Yes. Great numbers through two weeks. Shane?
1: I'd agree. If I wasn't in the position where I'm in, where I think Deshaun Watson will bounce back from this week and be a good fantasy quarterback, and then my backup's Jared Goff, who's also been very solid this week, I'd probably pick him up. I mean, say you're in a league where it's between him and – I'm trying to think of – like Derek Carr, I'd probably go C.J. Stroud.
2: I would definitely roster him. Maybe not start him quite yet, but a lot of promise there, a lot of potential. So if he's on your bench, keep him. Maybe some good trade bait if there's a guy in your league that doesn't have a true starting quarterback to get good value there. Or come bye week when your Herbert or Mahomes is on bye and you plug Stroud in. That's a, a solid guy to put in there in your in a must-start situation.
1: Yeah, you, I mean, you know he's going to give you no
2: less than, like, 15
1: points. Minimum. Yeah, very yeah.
2: reliable. At least through two weeks. A guy that was unreliable last week. Really, the entire Falcons team. Drake London bounced bounce back in a big way. Love I didn't, I didn't start him, but I didn't drop him. As you shouldn't drop, guys, after one bad week. Progress. They were still up most of that game, but it was close. So, threw the ball a little bit more. Bijan continues to dominate. But Kyle Pitts...
0: It's a guy that I wish I had not drafted. At the at where he was being drafted, I agree. But when your tight end's getting five targets a game, the deep balls will come, the breakaway plays will come. Again, I'm still holding him.
2: It helps that tight end overall is so bad. Yes. That he's not a anchor, you know, pulling your team down. But I don't know if you start him here going forward until he has something to show that. He's going to put some kind of numbers up. He's a lot better than the position that I'm
1: in, starting Pat Framuth.
2: Yeah, again, after, yeah. after Kelsey and Andrews, tight end's kind of a crapshoot.
1: I'd say TJ Hawkinson's up there with him now, yeah, too. Yeah, uh,
2: correct. Yeah, I kind of yeah. forgot about Hawk. Reliable.
1: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, underwhelming tight ends all around. But, I mean, he's better than Pat Fremouth.
2: Now, we had two starting running backs go down this week. Eckler and Aaron Jones did not play. I started both Josh Kelly and A.J. Dillon, and neither one really
0: worked out. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what happened. Kelly at least was facing a tough defense in Tennessee. Yeah, I expected A.J. Dillon to just pick up right where Aaron Jones left off like he normally does, but that was not the case. 15
2: carries, only 15, I like think 50 yards. Didn't really catch the ball much, think like they a one target, which is odd for him. Especially. So, again, a guy I'm going to keep, but if Jones misses this week, I don't feel good about starting A.J. Dillon in a flex spot or RB2 especially. I agree. I'm really praying
1: that my waiver wire pickups go through because Damian Pierce has been the letdown
2: of my team. Uh, Yeah, a guy that went in, what, usually round five? Yeah. Maybe round four if you reach a little bit early. I, I think I got him in five, and I was happy with it. I
1: was like, okay, probably guaranteed like 10, 11 points a game. Nothing near it at all. I mean, week one he probably had 60 yards, and then
2: week two, 34. Again, getting all the carries, but no big plays. None. No uh, no red zone work. It's a complete so sh- shadow of what he was last year. Yep. And again, it's only two weeks. Don't overreact. I wouldn't drop him. I'm not going to drop him. You can't feel good about starting him.
1: But say I get... I put in three. I went for... I went for... Um,
2: Actually, by the time they hear this, it'll yeah. be already settled. So, so I you went... Can go ahead.
1: Zach Moss, Jerome Ford, and then I even went for um, Kareem Hunt, just in case he gets signed by the Browns.
2: I like that pickup. Yeah. If they do pick him up or...
1: Hopefully. I mean, I went for it the second it got announced that he was back in Cleveland. So any one of those guys, I feel comfortable starting over Damian Pierce at this point. I'll give Damian Pierce a couple weeks to bounce back, but he's looking horrible
2: so far. Now, the number three scoring running back so far is a guy that Cam has loved and touched on a lot, your boy, Mr. Brian Robinson Jr. B-Rob, baby.
0: Is you he now, He's a must-start guy now, right? You, yes. You knew it was going to happen. He's getting all the touches. He's getting like 30 touches a game, including the passing. The volume's there. I told you that the production would be there. He was explosive last year. If he would have played all year, he probably would have been a 1,500-yard back. Here we are. He's on pace. And you
2: probably got him in round 9, 10, 11, late value pick. Late. Start the man. As a flex, as an RB2, and on his way to being an RB1, which, again, is a 9th, 10th-round pick, probably the 3rd or 4th running back you took. It's incredible value. I know before the show last week, I was talking to
1: you. And I was like, should I try and get someone to bite on Zay Flowers and go for B Rob? And I'm kicking myself for not doing it.
2: Uh, I don't know if they would have taken that.
1: It would have been. After the
2: first week. But yeah, that would have been a great pickup.
1: It would have been Zay Flowers and something else. Yeah. Yeah. What,
2: Damian Pierce? <laughs> well, <laughs> at the time, I would have taken that yeah. for sure. I have no
0: room to talk because in the show league, I'm 0 2. Uh,
2: before we get there, real quick, the Cleveland backfield situation. If they do bring in Hunt, is Jerome Ford worth a start this week? Is a guy you want to roster at least to have on your bench?
0: I'd keep him rostered just to see how they split, how that works. Um, They might just go full Hunt if they get him, but I would definitely keep him rostered at least for the next couple weeks. Uh, That'll really show how the offense is going to be moving, moving forward. You would assume it'd take Hunt, even though he's been in Cleveland for a while, probably a week
2: or two to get back in and be fully in that system. Uh, I think he'll be ready to go. But he's game. great in the passing game. We know that. Yeah. Good goal line back. So hoping that that does go through in that signing. Uh, Kareem Hunt's definitely a must start come week three. Now with that, our SNS recap of week two. You beat me by .34 points. Down to the wire. And I was sweating. And come Monday night, I didn't David feel good. David Njoku needed one one catch didn't, after halftime. Didn't feel good. I had Olave, and you had Njoku in the Browns defense. And Olave did just enough, and Njoku did not quite do just enough. Yeah. So 2-0 for me. 0-2 for me. 1-1 one one for me. For and Shirt Brothers.
1: Rude Dog blew me out this week. Rough week. It was a rough week, and it's, I'm blaming... It's not even a guy on my team. I'm blaming Jalen Hurts. Because A.J. Brown, there's no excuse for him to have six points two weeks in a row.
0: Hey, at least you're in a PPR. In yeah. the leagues, I have him in, he had two. Yeah, it could have <laughs> been worse.
1: And then Damian Pierce, man, come on. Like,
0: do something. Also anything. have Damian Pierce in that same league. I think my team finished with, like, 35 fantasy points. That was a, the... almost an all-time low kind of week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Overall, I went, like, 4-2 uh, back-to-back weeks. Killed all three work leagues. Substantial wins. And then uh, lost our OCM league. Lost our buddies league. 2-0 and, two then... and
0: 0 in the OCM
2: for me. And I'm averaging, like, 125. Oh, and 2 I just lost a Wolfie. <coughs> Shout out, Wolfie. Rough week. And then, uh, yeah, 2-0 there. Do you guys know who you're playing this week? I do not look at the schedule yet. Uh, uh, I do not. Uh, either way, I feel good about it going forward. Let's go 3-0. Win my division. Shirt Brothers, 1-2. and
1: Be real with me, boys. Did either of you do waiver pickups this week?
2: Um, I put one in.
1: For Zach Moss?
2: No. Damn.
0: But I'm not going to get anybody because I'm, I'm 2-0 now. Nobody so. wants Zach Moss, dude. I do. Well, you can have him.
1: I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to play for a while. And for a couple weeks, if he can get me 15 points, that's three times more than Damian Pierce.
2: Math checks out. Yeah. Uh, so now myself, Rudy, Demi are all 2 0. I think there's maybe one more, but overall, very close league throughout. Good matchups. I had a sweat that win out this week. So let's come week three, get the momentum going. And sleeper wise, the moment we've all been waiting for. Captain Shane with an 89.42, very high score for sleepers. Uh, Hertz gave you 25. You get 25 from CeeDee Lamb. Rest of your team did okay. Low score was Higby at 4.2, but almost breaking 90 in sleepers, even though you picked some technically guys that were sleepers, but a reach. Very good week. Cam, a 96.14. Another incredible week sleeper-wise. It's just unheard of to break 100. Came very close. Uh, B-Rob, 28.9. Huge pickup there. Josh Reynolds, great call. 23.6. Um, besides A-Rob, who put up 3.2, your whole team did pretty well. Musgraven Woods, Javante, myself, after winning last week, dropped to 124.5. Oh, my
0: God.
2: Oh. Danny Dimes, 30.74. James Cook, 20. Rashad White, 21.3. Christian Kirk, bounce back, 21.96. Got lucky, but that's how we roll here. 2-0 and in sleeper so far, boys. And Shane, 0-2 in distant last places. Now, we said last week if you didn't win, there'd be some kind of repercussions. What are these repercussions? Not be discussed yet, but picking Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb, do you still lose? (laughs) (laughs) Not a good (laughs) look there, boy. Not a good look. But you can redeem yourself this week with the live draft of sleepers. Shane, of course, having a first pick, Cam, second, and myself going three and four. As usual, quarterbacks below 12 in standard ESPN scoring. Running backs 12, wideouts below 24. And tight ends below five. So Shane, your quarterback this week, you're on the clock.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I need to filter it for Yes, yes.
2: Filters uh, all, all based on scoring and based on overall scoring. Cumulative. Going into week three. Give me Baker. We're going Baker Mayfield for Shane.
0: That's where I was going to go, but I respect it. I was thinking about that myself. I'll go Desmond Ritter. Ooh, okay, I like that. And it leaves me my guy.
2: I'm going to go C.J. Stroud. After two great weeks. Um, playing the Jags, tough matchup. They should be down, which means throwing the ball a lot. Garbage time. Putting some numbers up. And, and hopefully it gets me a first third straight win. Running back. Running back off the board is going to be we're gonna do. We're gonna go, Jerome Ford. I think uh, even if Hunt does come in, Ford should still get at least half of the work. Maybe find the end zone, a couple big plays. Gonna rock with Jerome Ford.
1: It's gonna be super ballsy.
2: Well, it's not your pick, so Is hang on I, Hang on.
1: I thought it, I thought it went back. Oh, I picked
2: first. You picked no, first Ryan. there. God damn it! Whoa! Ah! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Demonetized. Cam on the board here for his first running back pick.
0: Let me see who I picked last week. Just to...
2: uh, also, I, probably, I would advise against picking Nick Chubb.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, man, do I do it. I've got a guy I'm looking at right here that I hope you guys don't pick. He better fall back to me. I am going to take him. Give me Jameer Gibbs. Ooh, okay, I like that, I like that.
1: This is very high risk, high reward. Going Kareem Hunt.
2: Taking a chance. Wow. That is how you win sleeper of the week or come in a distant last place. And yep. your
0: second running back.
2: Uh, back to Cam, though. I love the Gibbs pick with Montgomery being out. Hopefully, he gets more work than he did this week. should.
1: I'm <sighs> going go Isaiah Pacheco.
0: Okay. Doubling down with Isaiah Pacheco. Love the true sleepers this week. Figured yeah, definitely if you can't a change a pace, if you can't win with <laughs> superstars, <laughs> go sleepers. Oh man, do I like this guy? I think you do. I don't think I do. Oh man. Dun, 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 dun. dun.
2: Dun 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 na na. I'm gonna go Joe Mixon. Going Mixon as RB two, and I get my guy. Which who knows? I think he should be the lead back there. We're going Jalen Warren in Pittsburgh, who is five times better than Najee Harris. Give him the ball in catching mean Trent or Richardson. Well, I was gonna touch on that too when we we're down here as your uh, your TikTok thing. And then uh, first wide out again twenty four or lower. I'd love to go Nico. Of course, he's like seventh right now. So instead, oh boy, do I go with a stack here with CJ Shroud? Give me Tank Dell. Love it again. Going to be down early, throwing the ball a lot, and I, I think. I believe one twenty
0: four is sleeper record. Uh, it's got to be up there. Yeah, nice. I'll go
2: to my record from last year, but definitely very high. Cams first wine out you can see a couple guys I really like out here me too' wine out two
0: or Flex I think I am gonna go with none other than the one the route the only the legendary. Man, that's
2: risky. So you guys are hearing live deliberation on a very important week three.
0: I was very angry with this guy for other reasons. AJ Brown. But he can pan out here. Give me Jaden Reed. Ooh, I like that a lot. I
2: like that a lot. You got a lot
0: of utilization.
2: Shane doubling down back-to-back wideouts. I'm going to go Zay Flowers. And then give me Mike Will. Mike Will is definitely a sleeper. I think he's currently ranked 34 amongst wideouts. He is indeed. It's an important pick right here.
0: Give me Gabe Davis.
2: Ooh, okay, okay. Looking at back-to-back boom weeks.
0: I'm expecting a bigger week. For my
2: second wideout. We're going Slant Boy himself, Michael Mike Thomas. Thomas. Had a good week this week. I think they build on that, get some of the share from Olave, from Jawan Johnson, from Rashid Shahid. My tight end. This is where things get really difficult here. You know, a lot of weird names in here. Guys are really ranked down. But I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go homey here. Cowboy Jake Ferguson. A lot of the red zone work. Um, Cowboys almost had the tight end trifecta. Both him and Scootmaker caught touchdowns, and uh, Henderson was close. Technically, Travis Kelsey
0: is qualified as a sleeper at number 20 overall. Yeah, that is true. But you don't want to pull a Shane here. I'm actually going to take Shane's guy. Is that a fact? We're going Cade Otten.
2: Ooh, Okay.
0: Buccaneers legend. Two scores on Monday night.
2: Give me Sackers. Did pretty good for me last week. Reliable pickup. A lot of targets there. I'm honestly
1: shocked that he's there
2: in a overall surprising Cardinals offense so far. And
1: then your my flex flex. Let me get.
2: Romeo Dobbs. Love that pick. Thought about him myself for wideout too. Especially if Watson is out this week. That could be a very strong pickup.
0: My flex is gonna be none other than Roshon Johnson. Ooh, I thought about that too.
2: And we'll round out my team here in the flex spot. I'm going to go wide out. And I'm going to lock in a guy that is also going to be featured on Monday night. Hopefully for six catches, 72 yards, maybe a score. The aforementioned Chris Godwin. So, those teams are locked in. I'd love to make it three straight. And we got to figure out a punishment for Shane for uh, losing that we For not just losing, but coming in last with Hertz and CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. We'll discuss off air. You guys have any suggestions? Go ahead and send those in. You know where to send them to.
0: Yeah. And I actually, we need to go buy a bag of ice, too. Uh, we'll get there. Maybe next show. We'll get there. We can get that done. I think a little more than a bag would probably suffice. A couple bags yeah. just right there in your bathtub. Now, do you want to preview your TikTok new trend? Um, career comparisons with a former player that maybe was not so good. First one got a lot of good traction here. First one was Najah Harris is Trent Richardson. Um, statistically... They pretty much have the same yards per carry. Uh, Harris just has more volume. Uh, Obviously, Harris has a better pass game opportunity as well. But it's it's valid. Especially, you can't use the offensive line excuse with how explosive Jalen Warren is. Because he is running the football very well. Najee is way too
2: patient. I want to throw this out there too. He just looks slow. And also that. All yeah. of his explosiveness from college is gone. Yeah. I don't know if the ankle's still giving him trouble, or just he wasn't that explosive to begin with, but it's not there. Yeah, I don't know. So any, uh, any, any insights to the next one? I have no idea. I need some more ideas here. But the first one did, again, caught fire. No pushback. Besides maybe, yeah, the pass-catching ability.
0: Yeah, there's a couple uh, conversation starters, I think, were involved, which I love to see. But like I said, have you ever seen Najee and
2: Trent in the same room? No, I have not. Jane, I can't say that I have. That uh, makes three of us. That makes a very apt comparison. Now, college ball-wise, another wild weekend. Starting off with Coach Prime Colorado. In a rivalry game, they were a 28-point favorite. And they went to double overtime. What an insane game. I love Pac-12 after dark. 2.30 a.m. They're playing double overtime. Great game. Shoulder looked good. But the main thing there was Travis Hunter is out on a pretty dirty hit. It was late. He got flagged for it. I guess he had a liver contusion. He has a lacerated liver. Yeah, yeah so yeah. a internal injury there. Um, out three to four as of
0: now. And I will say, Prime is being such an amazing professional, saying, guys, stop talking about the kid that made the hit. It happened. It is what it is, it's football, and you'd love to see it. If you're a college kid, how would you not want to go play for Coach Prime at Colorado? I want to exactly. I couldn't make the team, but let me try. yeah uh he's done like four point three million dollars in sunglass sales. It's too I easy. believe they're all pre-orders too easy. because I think he just opened his sunglasses line with the blinders. Oh yeah, so good to see. Yeah, game-wise, again, closer than it should have been.
2: Offense kind of stalled most of the game, but then when it came down to it, fourth quarter, from their own two-yard line, two minutes to go, and Shador led a 98-yard drive, got in the end zone, got the two, went to overtime. And then uh, I guess the rules changed, because it used to be if you get the ball first in OT, then you get it second in double OT. But they got the ball first in each period, capitalized, scored, got a win, and overall, a pretty sloppy game. Tons of penalties. I think Colorado State had like nine different personal fouls. Got chippy. It was
0: tough. Uh, but I'd love to see it. Again, especially being yeah. the only game on late night, being at work. And the other Sanders' son getting the pick six. Yeah, Shiloh, pick six early uh, on. Prime said he ran down the sideline with him. Well, of course. Kept pace. And he said he didn't even know he had that in him anymore.
2: <laughs> well, that's he said he expected. went
0: full dad, no coach.
2: That's another great thing, too. You see Coach Prime, and then you see Dad Prime yeah. on the sidelines.
0: Well, his uh, pregame is he'll walk both of his him and his sons, one on each side. They walk from the 50-yard line to the end zone, and the first walk there is all Dad. The walk back, Coach Prime. That's phenomenal. He'd say he can just flip the switch like that.
2: Yeah, could you imagine having that ability? Or having the opportunity as a player to not just go play for a great coach who has your back, but it's your dad. Yeah. Goosebumps just thinking about it. And seeing your sons make big plays like that. Yeah. Now they got Oregon this week in a very tough matchup. I know they're, I think, a 21-point dog. But this could be... uh, I think they have UFC after that. So two huge games here to really prove if they're legit or still just getting started. Florida State had a very close 2-point win on the road at Boston College, kept that game very tight. Kansas State lost on a SEC record 61-yard walk-off field goal to Missouri. That's
0: NFL. There's NFL yeah. kickers that can't make that kick. No. Wasn't there a game that was like 92 to nothing also?
2: Yeah, so I forget who it was, but Oregon beat a team last or 2 weeks ago like 84 to 0. It's like Portland uh I don't know, some community college almost. That team then went and played their next game and won ninety one to nothing. That's insane. Yeah. Different level of competition, but 91 nothing, that's almost impossible. That's insane. Like I can't do that on NCA 14. No. There's not enough time. Overall, though, your top teams looked a little shaky this week. Georgia, tough win, but didn't look good at all. Bama, worst Bama team probably of my lifetime. There's no answer at quarterback. They tried three guys. Um, I think their initial starters definitely got to go to, but they had the Notre Dame transfer. Didn't look good. Third string guy came in.
0: didn't look good.
2: Well, that's why he left Notre Dame. You've got your guy now. Still, Notre Dame legend. Either way, weird to see Bama struggling against South Florida on the road. It was 3-3 at halftime. Very odd. They pulled out late, but much closer than it should have been. And then uh, Texas as well, struggled with Wyoming. Maybe coming off that high after beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa last week. It was 10-7 late. Quinn Ewers did throw a score to uh, seal it up, but again, much closer than it should have been. And then Tennessee, of course, loses again in Gainesville. They've not won there since, I think, 2003, if not longer. Yikes! They were a big favorite there, and uh, it wasn't close. They were never really even in that game. Now how about your Fighting Irish in Week 3? Balling out, baby. Balling out of control. Train keeps rolling. Good luck. It's game week. It's where things get serious. Yes, it is. Bucks did look very good on all cylinders. Giving Henderson the ball more. Marvin Harrison Jr., Heisman, MVP. Give it to him right now. But we're all coming up to this Saturday. Friday night at midnight, we are not friends anymore. That's a fact. Until Saturday night at 12.01. Sunday morning, I guess. So overall, this week you've got Florida State at Clemson, tough game. Old Miss at Bama, rank matchup. I like Old Miss on the road. Bama just doesn't have it again. Being not having a quarterback is almost impossible to win with. Even defense being so good, running game looked a little shaky. I look Old Miss on the road there. Uh, another ranked matchup: UCLA at Utah. Of course, Colorado going to Oregon. I think the hype train derails a little bit. Not their own fault. I mean, just. Being your first year, even going 3-0 to start here has been fantastic so far. But Oregon's just so much better on paper, at least. And then Oregon State, uh, Washington State, Iowa at Penn State. And, of course, the nightcap, 7.30 p.m. The Buckeyes in South Bend. For what's now, I think, a 6-8 versus eight matchup. What is the uh, spread? We're looking at, right now, Notre Dame plus 3. 6 versus 9. Give me Notre Dame minus 45. A little steep. <laughs> Shane, will you watch that game?
1: If I can, because I have class. It only goes till five, but I know. Wow.
0: So, kickoff. Two and a half hours. Fully available. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes. But you boys have to remember that I'm doing eight hours of search and rescue on Saturday, so I'm going to be fucking exhausted.
2: Whoa! Bleep! Come on, dude. I, Man.
1: I'm really doing bad today.
2: I was doing so good last week. You were. You were a consummate professional.
1: Yeah, I didn't say anything bad. And now you're a sailor. Yeah, but um, if I if I wake up in time, I will.
2: My little power nap gets you going. I have to be wake up, up slug some SoCo, I have watch to be the up game. Six thirty though.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
2: Game will be over by midnight. Probably eleven if anything.
1: Yeah, then I have work the next morning. Can
2: do a good seven hours.
1: I'm. I'll probably catch it. Like, right before halftime, if I'm being honest. I, I probably... want a
0: full breakdown come next show. What is happening? What do you mean? I don't, Do you understand the schedule that they start?
2: Yeah.
1: But when I go home from class, I sleep for like
2: three hours. Because okay, the night before cut that I down. don't sleep. Cut that down to a
0: nice hour and a half. But if you sleep for three hours when you get home, how do you sleep the rest of the night? I do. i a professional sleeper. Then why don't you just wait? What do you mean? Take a quick hour and a half nap, get an hour, go get food, be ready for kickoff. Shane sleeper of the week
2: question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're 0 2 in that regard, and I guess if you're not gonna watch, it'd be 0 3. It's cool though. You know, there's two of us here on show that pay attention to sports. How about UFC? Did you watch the fight night card?
1: I did. Um I caught it right before. For the Grasso
2: fight. So you saw I, Holland and uh, uh, Della Maddalena?
1: No, I, I didn't.
0: Oh, so like, you saw the walkouts of?
1: I saw the walkouts. Valentina uh, and Grasso. Yes. Let's
0: backtrack it. a little bit. Raul Rosas Jr. With a KO win. Yeah. Beautifully done. Unexpected, out of nowhere. I cool.
2: thought he would have taken more time off, but he said, nah. I graduated now. We're going to go fight. We're going to knock guys
0: out. Terrence Mitchell nonetheless, not no push, not a pushover. Yeah, that's, a, that's a legit fight. So props to him. he's coming up. Momentum's still back on there still
2: only is he even 19 yet?
0: I believe he is still 18. Whew, Hard to believe. but we're going to be saying that for the next 10 years yeah, just no like Tatum. they still do with Jason, Jason Tatum still 18 years old. <laughs> to my knowledge, I think that checks out. yeah. see a great fight there from Rosas.
2: let's see him uh, keep moving. youngest champ ever question mark. He's got plenty of time. I think Jones was 22 when he won the belt. He's got a lot of time. He'll and definitely get bridal fights. Definitely room to improve as well, and, and getting better at it. Imagine, dude, when I was 18, Bless <coughs> you, Shane? I think I was still eating tree bark. Yeah, I was nowhere, uh, anywhere near a contending level UFC shape or technique. Then they added, uh, Della Maddalena beat Kevin Holland. Uh, Holland looked weird. He looked like he was sparring most of the fight. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of Holland style. But overall, Jack looked very good um, in front of a, a nice crowd there. Should get a nice fight coming up. I think he's 6-0 now in the UFC. And again, momentum. Keep on rolling strong. Then the main event ended up being a split draw, which I took issue with. Um, Grasso retains the belt by default over Valentina. Shane, your thoughts on that fight overall? There were a lot of times that I thought Grasso was going to put it away. She had a couple chokes locked up. She did. She, uh, I think it was round three when she knocked Valentina down, and she did like a backflip to get back up.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then the the scoring didn't really make sense to me either because one judge scored the last round ten eight. Correct.
2: In which, favor of Grasso, which is yeah, I thought nuts. was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you can't really do. We can't do anything about it. And it's not like Grasso had a bad fight.
2: No, I'm fine with a draw. Yeah. I think you could go either way, depending on how you think round four went. Um, I had Valentina one, three, and four. But if you gave Grasso four, I'm cool with that, too. It was very close. Was that the round that
1: she locked in, I don't want to say rear naked, but, like, she took the back?
2: Oh, that was round five. That was round five? Yeah, where she okay. had that. It was very close. Yeah. Uh, Valentina had one locked up that I thought Alexa was going to tap to. She powered through it. that. And then you yeah, had round five where Grasso locked that one up. Yeah, uh, but overall, I think Val lost that fight herself. She went to the ground too many times. Yeah. When Grasso proved she's actually pretty damn strong, I agree. I has thought Grasso won great
0: ground game. Yeah, in my opinion, I thought Grasso won. And then it made close it... fight, but I think Grasso won.
2: I, I'm fine with that. Just not the official scoring. Just yeah. puzzled me.
1: It made me mad when after she lost, she's like, "Oh, it's because it's Mexican Independence Day." It's like, no, because you lost the fight. That's why you lost.
2: Well, technically, didn't lose. It was a draw.
1: <laughs> okay, but like, you didn't win the belt.
2: Um, there'll definitely be a third fight, probably immediate rematch. Cam didn't yeah, I think so.
0: Well, no, no, no. I said if Grasso wins, then there's no reason to fight a third fight.
2: No, if Grasso wins, bring on my girl Erin Blanchfield. Yeah,
0: but since technically
2: she didn't win, they're going to have to. Okay. See, overall, I think they both look great, but I think Valentina game planning-wise, just I don't know why you go to the ground there. And Apparently she's saying she's injured now, which... Uh, typical excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I love Valentina, but I think she's what, 35 now? Um, From what I've seen, women fighters especially have a quicker drop off as as they get older. And
0: demonetized.
2: Uh, I think YouTube's fine with that. (laughs) That's not a sexist comment, (laughs) that's that's just regular analysis. Um, So, yeah, probably immediate rematch, and hopefully Blanchfield, you probably can't wait it out. I guess go beat somebody else and then get the title shot. Um, Upcoming, though, you have a nice fight night with Fazayev and Matush Gamrot. Good like, heavyweight, I mean, light heavyweight, uh, light lightweight matchup there. Potential future championship contenders. And other than that, you got Bryce Mitchell and Danny Ige, which should be an entertaining fight. But overall, not a nothing crazy there for a regular fight night. Uh, next pay per view up is Two Ninety Four. Islam and Charles banger, and Hamzat. then Hamzat and Paulo Costa. I
0: guess next month at uh at the eighteenth or nineteenth, somewhere in there. Hamzat and Charles both miss weight. Then they fight each other. Uh, maybe all four guys <laughs> miss weight. <Wade. laughs> Hamza and Charles fight each other, and then it's Paulo Costa versus Islam. Let's go, dude. I'm here for it. <laughs> Four-man freeway. Switch it up. Just Let's a, go. a fatal four-way. Let's go TLC. Yeah. <laughs> just go full WWE.
2: <laughs> I mean, that company did just buy the UFC. They're going to yeah, merge yeah, They're some. officially merged. Let's go TKO. TLC. Yeah. Every man for himself in a fatal four-way.
1: I was thinking about this earlier. Do you think that we see UFC fighters just retire and go straight to WWE? Yes.
0: Uh, Some for sure. So I think I think you see that more than WWE trying to fight the UFC. Yeah, Yeah, there's no exception there. But I also think you see a lot of like even like current fighters, like your your big draws, like Sean O'Malley would be amazing to go to WrestleMania or something, even as like a guest ref or a special referee or whatever. They could do that stuff all the time with their big heavy hitters. See,
1: in my head, I thought John Jones
0: versus the Big Show.
1: I was thinking John Jones versus Lesnar. It'd be fun to watch.
2: I don't want to see that because they've both been in the cage. Yeah. So well, I, don't I think it, he's
0: saying a, a UFC fight. Oh, in UFC? Either one.
2: Oh, well, that's not even fair. I mean, I'd watch it, but You'd watch. I want to see UFC guys fight wrestling guys in WWE. I think yeah.
1: Lesnar's the only one that can make the transition.
0: To the cage? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was, in terms a, he of, was, he was a champion, he was a champion. champion he was. wrestler, dude. He was also a UFC champion.
1: I know that. I'm saying that there's no other WWE guy that could even try. No.
2: So what it should be great for is these vets that keep fighting for money. Like, imagine if this happened two years Tony. ago. That's my prime example. If Tony could just retire, not have to worry about it, he'd be great in the WWE. Yeah. Hopefully
0: that happens he more often He basically now. is already a WWE yeah, guy. Great character. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets yeah. hit over and over. He'll, he has no problem bleeding. Great showman. Great showman. Does get
2: get Colby over there now. He'd be great there. Yeah. Yeah, was hopefully Ooh. you you see guys Colby's
0: mic skills will be good there. I was
1: gonna yeah. say, do you trust Kobe with a mic?
0: Yes. Of course. You must see TV, dude.
2: On PG TV? Yes.
0: Oh, they they still say whatever they want. They yeah, just yeah. bleep it out on Hulu.
2: Yeah, I mean wrestling's what PG thirteen, right? No. That's pretty I guess we don't care about violence as much anymore, but No. I saw Edge and, uh, what's your name, in the middle of the ring on <laughs> national TV, dude. Come on. You can let
0: Colby drop a few F-bombs and bleep them out. Yeah, they do. I was watching the rerun of SmackDown where The Rock came back. Pat McAfee brought The Rock back. Yeah, I saw that. And the entire thing was just mute for like five minutes. Yeah. Because The Rock had the crowd chanting, you are an a-hole <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> I'd love to see it. So they just splashed that out with background, just normal crowd noise. Like, it was just, yeah, that's it. I was like, that's yeah. not what they're saying. Rock, I love you. It's no. like, like some like, guy
2: in, like, the, the truck. He's, like, trying to be a fan. Woo, woo. Rock, love you, dude. Every couple like, of minutes. Like, that's not a real
1: fan. You'd hear the Rock go, all right, now switch it up. This half of the stadium say this. <laughs> that half of the stadium say that. And then they go back to bleeping it with crowd noise, and it's like, that's not what's
0: going you on. You are bleep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that. it be a question for you, Shane. There's been some recent news that an unnamed Eastern Conference team is in trade talks for Damian Lillard. Who is it, and what do they give up? Dun, dun, dun. It's actually uh, unnamed. You cannot find the name of this team. It's not out there. No one?
1: It's, I'm assuming unnamed other than the Heat?
0: Well, naturally. Yes. Okay. The Heat were a named team. That would be a safe assumption to
2: make.
1: I will guess the Sixers giving up. Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey. And Tobias Harris
0: it's not a terrible trade,
1: and then some picks.
0: I don't think the Sixers are smart enough. I, I don't think they would give up Maxi
1: I don't think they would, but I think they should
0: uh I would rather have Maxi
1: I'd rather have Dame if it's prime dame
2: that's actually a reasonable take. I didn't think about that, but for the Sixers, I think it
0: would make sense, yeah because of course you're losing so. you're losing Jimmy he's gone i don't I don't think. Dame fits there.
1: I think once you get rid of Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey, that's a lot less ball to go around. Doesn't matter. Or I could see it being You cannot have...
0: Because the difference is Damian Lillard won't take a step back. He's still playing very good basketball. Yeah. He's not willing to let his role be diminished at all. That's fair. So I do not think... That would be smart for them to do. And then question there, Dame has
2: said he's not going to play for
0: anybody not in Miami. Would he go play for Philly? No, I think he'll go play anywhere. I think he really wants to go to Miami because I think he thinks they have the best chance to win. But I think he will play wherever he gets traded to.
1: I'm also wondering if you get rid of Maxie in that deal and just throw James Harden in there.
2: I don't think uh, Portland wants that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see uh, more about this. Let's talk bums of the week. Before that, a little Ash for Cash here. Hey, uh,
2: I've been so close the past couple weeks. <laughs> a no lion screwed me last week. I went Lion's Money Line, not even Lion's Spray. It, and it's they about time close, home.
0: but no cigar comes back, too.
2: You know what? I forgot about that, actually. We've yeah. not done that in a while. Um, so, your college this week, 10 bucks to win 71. Going Florida State to cover, minus 2.5 at Clemson. Maryland, minus 7.5 at Michigan State, who's in complete disarray with their whole head coaching situation. Just got destroyed by Washington at home. I feel good about that. And Ole Miss, plus 7 at Bama. I think they win outright, but for betting's sake, we'll take the points. Pro-wise, we're going Steelers, plus 2.5 at Vegas. I feel comfortable with that. I think they should definitely win that game straight up. But plus 2.5 points, I'll take that all day. I'm going Pats, minus 2.5 at the Jets. Hell. Could go either way, but I feel like that defense against Zach Wilson, I think Mac Jones does enough to score, and they handle that game. And then uh, Chargers, plus 1.5 at Minnesota. They're the better team overall. They should win. At the very least, should cover. That's 10 bucks to win 64. Now stick pick, and then bums. Who's due here? I think, uh, I think Cam's up. I'll take it. Then As always, Bucket shaking up, give out Cam's big sweaty here. mitts reaching in, and he pulls out the one and only.
0: Uh, the 33 oars by GTO. Oh, 33 Oaks.
2: Oaks. Yeah, by GTO. Yeah, got that great five pack from Tip Top. Um, the Mafia guys sold those out quick. Um, all five I had were fantastic. I don't know where else you can get those. I've not seen them in any other store. I think Tip Top's all out now, but if you guys see them out there, Great Smokes, would love to have those back in my humidor. Now, bums of the week. Shane, you've not heard ours. Do you have any nominations that you think are deserved to be bum of the week?
1: I don't, I don't know if he even really counts as a bum, because it's not his fault, but A.J. Brown...
0: Yeah, uh, that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. Bad I, showing, but you know again, what? not his fault.
1: I'll go Damian Pierce.
2: Uh, again, totally not his fault with having a second-string O-line, but being a fantasy owner, yeah, back-to-back weeks, tough to have. Our first one is none other than Mr. Deshaun Watson, massage man himself, as you call him, Shane.
1: Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Why? He looks absolutely horrible, and it looks like instead of all of these massage allegations he should be getting robbery.
2: Oh, it's actually a good line right there.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think absolutely horrible is the terminology to use. He looks like... I mean, he's no Zach Wilson.
1: He looks like a shell of himself, and it's weird because he wasn't even injured. He just didn't play for a while.
0: Uh, which has the same effect.
1: No, it doesn't. It's not like you're rehabilitating a part of your body.
0: I mean, he did play, what, six games
2: last year? Yeah.
1: yeah. He just looks rough and then decision-making is probably not the best either. But like Cam said, a couple of those passes, you throw it a couple inches inside, you're probably okay, and it might be a different conversation we're having, but that's not what happened.
2: But for this week, he's a bum. Correct. Number two. Oh, can I take a guess? Fire away. Minka? No. no. Why why would he be bum of the week?
1: Ruining my fucking night. Whoa! My God,
2: this man's on a streak. We might be kicked off all platforms, honestly. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Can you say Jesus? Oh yeah. Just no. Just no. GD. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe JC. Yeah. Maybe what's minute. the Denver Broncos? Okay. Who Aminka does not play for. He doesn't. But the Broncos overall dropped the ball, big time. Literally. And that's kind of the that goes for like both weeks. Yeah. After losing the Raiders at home to start the week off to start the season off, and then blowing a twenty-one-three lead to. A pretty mediocre Washington team. Yeah, definitely tough. Not a Can't good look. do that. Third up, we've got the Colorado State Rams. Mostly just for just being so undisciplined. I think they had nine personal fouls. Cost them. They had like 150 total penalty yards. Uh, too many, too many fights. Too much emotion. Could have won that game if they controlled themselves some. But that was like watching a wrestling match at times. Those guys were just going at it. Yeah, definitely. And some dirty hits too. Yes, At least three or four, I was like, that guy should be out of this game right now. Agreed. And last up, Shane, a guy you touched on earlier. Does the name Mike Bell ring a bell?
1: I touched on him earlier.
2: He was the judge that gave uh,
1: 10-8 in round five. Which,
2: again, preposterous. Especially because 10-8s are so rare. Yeah. In a round that was very, very close. I don't understand how you get eight on that. Yeah, the man should not be judging any fight ever again. No. So Bum of the Week, as always, go vote on our Instagram and X pages. Uh, just Instagram. Just Instagram. Go vote on Bum of the Week. Uh, do you know who won last
0: week? I uh, believe it was Joe Burrow. Ooh. Deservedly so. Close. But no cigar. No, Joe Burrow got a cigar.
2: Yeah, he shouldn't have after
0: a, after a big loss. Me smoking, Honorable period. mention, this guy will probably be Bum of the Week next week, Dewan Jones. You can't have 35 false starts and expect the offense to get rolling. Bro, you're a Mack truck. Why do you need to start early? The amount of times we were like first and 25 off of penalties was ridiculous. And almost back to Watson, too, those face mask penalties. What are you doing, dude? Dude, I've never seen offensive face masks get called before. Literally, not that I can think of. Everybody does it. I've seen Derrick Henry lift people up by their face mask and slam them on the ground. Yeah. I watched Steve Smith Sr., Playing the on the Ravens versus the Bengals, I will never forget this play. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> the dude was behind him, not even going for a tackle. He was outrunning him, and he just reached back, grabbed his face mask, and threw him out of bounds. Not a penalty. <laughs> totally legal. Very cool. Very
2: legal. And then uh, also with him uh, bumping the ref, which people got up arms Nothing about. Nothing happened about that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it was a big deal. Just relax, like, guys. Things happen. He,
1: he did also trip that guy.
0: If, if anything, Cleveland should have fought the refs.
2: Uh, yeah. It was a
0: terribly <laughs> officiated game.
2: Overall, all weekend. Yeah. But especially that Monday night game. That was,
0: there's a lot of question marks there. That A lot of, I mean, there's a play where, uh, oh man, who is it? Uh, I think it's David Bell or DPJ. It was one of the later plays in the fourth quarter. His, Shoulder pad was out because of how much his jersey was being tugged on. Yeah. No call. No call. And it was a catchable ball.
2: I mean, I guess you got to give the refs time to uh, get in season, season form. Yeah, I guess. Because week one didn't, I didn't see a whole lot. Week two was bad. Week two was bad. Bum of the week refs, week two. It's tough. Close call. Well, with that, uh, Shane, go ahead and take us out of here. All
1: right. Be sure to go ahead and follow us on all platforms. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, X, TikTok. Uh, hit us up with questions on Reddit and our email, sportsandstogies at gmail.com. And as we always say, boys, SNS
0: to the moon. moon.